please, don't worry about that. What's more important is that you're, you're really doing well with this, pal. I, my hat is off to you. And my hand is off to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I meant don't get your hopes up about that hand transplant. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously care about this Maggie woman, don't you? Yes, I do. Of course I do. I mean, a seal didn't bite your linus off, did it? No, seal didn't bite my linus yeah. off. Then go to her. Ask for her hand. Yeah. And, um, maybe I'll get one for my brother while I'm at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him out of here.
let's get down to it, Bopper. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Ron Bennington, Fez Watley, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Going to start off the show looking for the Ichiban. That, of course, means number one. The Ichiban, that's what all the cool kids are talking about in the lunchroom. And by cool kids in the lunchroom, I mean summer school. Because that's where you belong if you're a cool kid. You're trying to uh, make up for the fact uh, that you fucked around for the last nine months. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's go to Jim in Ohio. Jim, how are you, buddy? Hey, Ron. Hey, I got an AC bomb for you. What do you got, my friend? Tony Romo and Jessica Simpson are no more. Tony Romo broke up uh, with Jessica Simpson uh, like the people of Dallas want it. But he bad guyed this thing. He broke up with her the night before her big birthday party. And it was, of course, her Barbie birthday party. I absolutely love this story. I made cheer for the Cowboys this season. I am now a huge Tony Romo fan for dumping the jinx before training camp starts. And the day before her birthday, she has jinxed him so bad it makes it all the better for me. I am absolutely thrilled. And I was wondering this, with a Barbie birthday party, I thought that women didn't like to be compared to Barbie dolls. That that was like almost like a negative stereotype. Well, unlike the gay community, the women of America don't walk in lockstep. So each woman could choose what product she likes. What is she, six years old? I don't know how she is. I believe she was 29, but I'm not sure. Again? Yeah, good one. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I don't know about that. But, yeah, she's a Barbie girl. The Living in a Barbie world. The Cowboy fans have to be thrilled. The jinx is broken. They will definitely go to the playoffs this season. They will make it to the playoffs without her in her pink Romo jersey sitting there. This is the best thing he could have absolutely done. I am sure he is slapping high fives in the locker room. All right, Fez Watley. Loving the fact Tony Romo broke up with Jessica Simpson. Uh, here is uh, Paul. Paul, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, guys. Got an Ichiban for today. Oh, Ichiban. It's thread theft. Wait a minute. What the hell is that? <laughs> oh, that thing got moved over. Thread theft. And, of course, it's thread theft. I don't even know. By the way, I don't even remember us using thread theft ever. Might have been used twice. <laughs> about eight months ago. When someone steals a thread? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Sure. Well, you know, if you need to hem your pants, uh, there's only one way to do it. It's thread theft. And that's thread theft. Um, sorry for the mix-up there, Paul in New York. Oh, it's your Ichiban. My Ichiban is uh, Michael Jackson's son, Prince, 
wins the uh, home run derby last night in St. Louis. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> uh, the big home run derby. Uh, were you there, Pillar of the Post, uh, Eastside Dave? Did you love it all? Nonstop. Um, sort of liked it at the beginning. Dragged on. St. Louis fans, thumbs down. I refuse to believe they're the best baseball city in America. What's got, what's got you so upset, Dave? Well, honestly, they just they fizzled out. I mean, they were loving Pujols, but they didn't give other guys respect. First of all, that Nelson Cruz from Texas was hitting 450, 500 bombs. They weren't making a peep for the guy. Last the, year in the stadium, Yankee fans were cheering on Josh Hamilton like he was wearing pinstripes. The problem is this, uh, Dave. Uh, it starts out fun, and after a while you're like, I'm just watching batting practice. And this entire process, the whole home run derby, is just like little kids in a wiffle ball backyard. <laughs> at first, you know, look at me, Mom. Look at me, Dad. And you're like, yeah, you're hitting a wiffle ball. But you don't want to see him hit 40. Two or three is plenty. It was totally wiffle ball, right? I mean, Albert Pujols, who has a classic swing, started doing this crazy Kirby Puckett leg kick mm. just to hit home runs, which will now fuck him up for the whole second half of the season. Well, everybody complains about that. If you get into the home run derby, it ruins your fucking stroke. Uh, Sean and Albany. Hello, Sean. Hey, Ronnie. I got an YouTube on for you today. All right. I'm going to play this. It's Thread Theft. And there you go. There you have it. Uh, Joe Jackson is trying to push Michael Jackson's kids into touring the world next year as the Jackson 3. Yeah, Jackson 3 would be Blanket, Prince, and who's the other one? Paris. Paris Hilton. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you something. Joe Jackson could do it again. This guy took five no talents from Gary, Indiana, and turned him into the Black Beatles. He can do it again. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron and Fez show, starting uh, right from the beginning with Eastside Dave and an attack on St. Louis fans for not um, being better home run derby buddies. Here is Rick in St. Louis to defend. Hello, Rick. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Uh, first of all, man, the best part of the home run derby was Cedric the Entertainer at the Playboy after party. And Dave... Most of the people in attendance at the All-Star Game are from out of town and corporate douchebags. It's the select season ticket holders that get to go. That's a bad job, then, because yeah, well, last year I saw oh, I saw 50,000 Yankee jerseys. Oh, hold on. Those are the corporate douchebags. <laughs> the Yankee fans are Pepsi, American Express. Hey, if you're St. Louis, you pride yourself on being the, quote, best baseball city in America, then you show up and you nudge out the corporate guys. Sorry, Joe Buck, you're, you're wrong. You just, you're a New Yorker wannabe. Uh, Joe Buck was doing everything he could to be uh, Mr. St. Louis last night. <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of him already. <laughs> you know, my dad, Jack Buck. <laughs> we know who he was, Joe. You know, being Jack Buck's son right. was a... A wonderful thing. Jack Buck um, sounds like you should have a hunting show. Uh, uh, Joe Buck was just totally, his head was on a swivel, worried that Artie Lang was going to ruin his night. <laughs> He's a bully. Uh, here is uh, Brian in California. Brian, how are you? Yeah, hey, Ronnie, I'm doing good, and you? Uh, what can we do for you today, buddy? Hey, um, so I wanted to tell you about my Molly Cake story. All right, go ahead. So I'm in Chicago for a week. Got All a fucked weddings. up. Yeah, a couple mm -hmm. nights. 
and uh, realized that uh, Molly's closes at noon on the last day I was there, and I couldn't make it. My flight left at 2. Oh. But, bah, 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 I missed out. What, were you there on a Sunday or something? Why would they close at noon? No, it was Monday. And they close at noon? No. Uh, they close till noon on Mondays. Oh, they close yeah, till noon. Uh-huh. In other words, they don't open. <laughs> yeah. Noon. Yeah. yeah. Well, what I'm going to so, have them do is start leaving some cupcakes outside. Uh, really, nice. here's a good Molly story. Uh, get an order yesterday for, I think it was like something crazy, like 400 dozen uh, cupcakes for the Warp Tour. Big fans of the cupcake, newfound glory. Not only that, but they say to the girls, everybody's coming backstage. So the little Irish girls are all excited. They've never been gangbanged at a warp tour before. So this is going to be really, really exciting. Make, I want to hear some of the big names at the Chicago uh, warp tour coming up. I think it's early August, but I'm not 100% there. So um, uh, Newfound Glory now makes my Ronnie B short coolest. I don't like that uh, long coolest. Uh-huh. And Fez... Right, you're almost on it for that haircut today, because I love Darren Stevens. The fact that you're bringing his hair back, it is time. Uh, here is uh, Philip in St. Louis to uh, talk back to Eastside Dave. Go ahead, Philip. Hey, I was at the uh, at the Derby last night, and I do agree that the Cardinals fans are very good baseball fans, but insecure. They couldn't let uh, five minutes go by without even telling the people in the how good the fans were, and we all had to. Pat each other on the back and cheer. And yeah, there is. Uh, there's always an uncomfortable feeling with anytime someone tells you you're they're the best at anything, where they're going, uh, congratulations, you're here with the best fans in baseball. The thing that makes them so great is that they don't boo. So the great thing about them is they don't care whether they win or lose. I don't know if that's what I would normally <laughs> call a fan. I mean, if you're a fan of a band. Uh, and you don't want an encore? I don't know whether that makes you a great fan. I'm not sure. Uh, but Dave, you are um, you're furious with St. Louis right now. I really am. I, I'm I'm sick of them thinking that they're the high horse of American sports fans. Let me tell you something. I went to a, a game with my dad, Jack Buck. Uh, <laughs> I was just a young buck myself, and now I'm hosting every other show. We know who you are, Joe. Even in the shh, Budweiser shh. commercial. I just heard Artie Lang's voice. <laughs> He tries to ruin everything I do. Mike, Mike, you're on the Ron Fez show. What's up, buddy? Mike, you're coming from Nolens. Oh, yeah, Ichiban, I love it. It's threat theft. <laughs> yeah. Um, for anybody who uh, who just got over the fear of flying, they just found a huge gaping hole in a Southwest airline yesterday. Yeah, they did. They're they're calling them the new donut planes, and I think that they're going to fly even better. Because um, what floats better than air? So a big hole in the center of the plane, going to go fine for you. I don't know if that's going to work out so well. You could really lose some luggage along with that. Well, I was on a flight, and I said to the pilot, I said, there is a gigantic hole in the side of the plane. And I'm talking about you had to reach out both arms to hit it. And he goes, well, that's just to get the people on the plane, and then we shut the door, and everybody's safe. I said, still, I don't like the idea of it. Here's Jim in Connecticut. Hello, Jim. Hey, how's it going? I got two reasons why St. Louis is a good baseball city. One, Dave, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Later in the uh, home run derby, Prince Fielder hit one over 500 feet, got a standing ovation. 
two, I was at a game in late June, Randy Johnson was pitching, and he was beating the Cardinals, and he got taken out in, I don't know, sixth, seventh inning. Uh, and he got a standing ovation just out of respect. I mean, the guy's about 112 years old. But the fans realized that his, his career's, you know, on the way out. He pitched a great game. And just as a, as a sign of respect, they gave him a standing ovation. What do you think about that? Dave, do you, uh, would you feel comfortable with those fans giving a respect to the guy who just beat their pants off him? No, I don't think it's something to be proud in being a pushover. Uh, your fan, you, 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 you stay, stick with your team no matter what happens. And the fact that Randy Johnson beats your team should make you despise him. Not, you know, uh, clap for him and think, oh, good for him. Good for Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson's been applauded in every home stadium. He doesn't need to come to your stadium and get applauded. This is very interesting. I just found these sunglasses that I lost two weeks ago that Pepper told me that he swept the uh, studio looking for. They run the window ledge. So thanks for all your tough work there, Pepper. And sorry people show up too early. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, Fez, this one, I don't know how you're going to feel about it uh, because yesterday you, you got off saying you don't want to see comic book and big action movie people playing in different franchises and they just booked um, Natalie Portman to star in Thor. Yeah, so she uh, did V for Vendetta, Star Wars, and now Thor. So mm. she's just crossing literally every universe there is to be uh, to do yet another comic book movie. I don't understand what you say, crossing every universe there is. There's three universes? Well, the Star Wars universe, uh-huh. you know, the Marvel Comics universe, and the V for Vendetta universe that that takes place in. Right, but doesn't everybody who does a different movie... Uh, wouldn't they, um, you know, unless you're just going to be in a sitcom, you're going to be in different, as you now call them, universes. I think it's different when it comes to superhero movies, where the same person is in every superhero movie. It really takes you out of it. And Natalie Portman, oh my... First of all, if you have to worry about a movie about Thor and his magic hammer... And you're going, wait a minute, now I don't believe it, because Natalie Portman's there. Uh, who was she, Queen Amadea? No, she's playing Jane Foster. No, was she in Star Wars? Was oh, she? yeah, Queen Amidala. <laughs> I don't know who they are. Yeah. Jane Foster doesn't sound very much like she's the superhero. That's I'm like, Jane Foster. Actually, it doesn't sound like a pretty girl's name at all. Jane Foster. But, of course, she's going to be one of these beautiful yet brilliant scientists. Uh, and they, I think in the original comic book, I may be wrong, but I think she was a nurse. Now they're elevating her for the movie to scientists. So it's just one more female character that is going to drag down a comic book movie by getting in the way. What, what, what else has this happened? Uh, Katie Holmes, Rachel Dawes in the Batman movies. Ruin Batman for you? Yeah, totally. It's the worst thing in the movie. Uh, the Invisible Girl in the Fantastic Four. I think I would have rather seen the Fantastic Three than seen Jessica Alba in it. Well, doesn't she belong in it, though? Well, yeah, the character belongs there, but... but these... You wanted a guy to play her? 
No, I just it's just that they always are the worst things in the comic book movies. All right, Grandma, we're going to get there soon. I know you're cranky, but I'm going to give you a power bar and just sit in the back seat. And you're going we're going to arrive before you know it. Uh, this Thor movie is going to do good because I've read some. Of, this is some of the stuff. I'm Thor, and I'm going to hit you with a hammer. Are you quipping? How would you like to get a hammer in the head? I bet it would hurt if I hit you with this hammer. That's not exactly the kind of quips that they should be doing. It's not the wordplay that they look for. Jim in Texas, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, what's going on, buddies? I uh, just wanted to say, hey, Dave, I think you got a great point, man. You got to stick with your team. You sorry piece of shit. You turn your back on New York, you fuck. Yeah, you did turn your back on New York that time. They did not make the playoffs. I turned my back on the manager. And then, no, you also said you were backing the Mets. And from that <laughs> point on, they took a fucking nosedive and haven't come out of it. No, I never said I was backing the Mets. For if I was days. Thor, I'd hit you on the ankle with a hammer. Ow. How'd you like that? I wouldn't. A hammer no. right in the side. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Steve in PA. Steve, you're on Run of Fez. I got a message for Dave. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Dave. Yeah, um, I'll take his message. Uh, when we talk about St. Louis fans being the best fans in baseball, it's about baseball in general, not just, you know, being fans of their team. They have a lot of knowledge, you know, they have a lot of knowledge about baseball. And they just respect a lot of the players. They have a lot of knowledge about baseball. Well, then become a golf fan because those people don't seem to. They just walk around. They'll they'll root for any golfer. It doesn't. They don't give a fuck about anything. They just like the sport. But if you're a baseball fan, it's about room for your team. I, I kind of got to agree with Dave a little bit. There's nothing wrong with being a homer. Uh, that way, your team gets home field advantage. Uh, if I'm St. Louis, I don't want to play every fucking game on the road, even when I'm at home. Uh, Mike in D.C., what do you got, buddy? Hey, Ron and Fez. Yeah. I thought the Spider-Man movies were all around really terrible movies, but when Kristen Dunst said, go get him, Tiger, I was fucking done. I couldn't watch that movie anymore. Worst well, thing in it. Maybe because worse than a guy uh, spraying a web for cars to fly into... <laughs> Worse than the Spider-Man dance that he did, the evil Spider-Man dance. Uh, Matt in Arizona, uh, you're in my face. Hey, Ron, I got a spy report. Yeah. What do you got for me? Hey, they, they just said the new Batman movie will be vagina-free, so Fez should like that. Uh, vagina-free because women ruin everything? Women ruin the comic book movies. It's just an absolute fact. The love interest always slows down the story. It doesn't help the hero any. It's just, it's the most dull part of the, of the comic book movie. Well, when you hit puberty, you're going to start like girls a lot better than you do now. They should just try one. Try one without a love interest. See how great it is. Uh, here's uh, Tom and, oh, our old buddy Tom from Madison. How are you, Tom? Buddies, yeah. how's it going? Good. Fez, you kind of just answered my question, but, and I had like a little, little Stanley update too, but anyway, um, you know, Fez, do you hate all women? I mean, come on. You know, what about the guys that like the comical movies, but we'll watch them for a good looking piece of tail just to say a funny line or two? Come on. Uh, no one goes to the comic book movies to see the love interest. Oh, the I, it just doesn't happen. It's not, it's not why the geeks are there. 
the nipples on Kirsten Dunst with Spidey was hanging upside down was worth the price of admission. That'd be the only reason I'd watch it. You're trying to talk yourself into legitimizing this. A comic, a comic book, a comic book movie is for kids and and comic book geeks. I mean, that's what it's for. And you're trying to legitimize but, but, yourself going to it. But your whole point of comic book geeks, you're acting like they're all either gay or asexual. And I'm sure a lot of guys who read comic books uh, also like women and don't want to believe this takes place in a gay universe where there's no women at all. But you never get any sex in these movies. They they kiss. Is that what you want? They kiss. No, I don't want that. I would like the woman out altogether. I mean, they kiss. I mean, in the Incredible Hulk movie, Liv Tyler, another brilliant scientist, uh, you know, they start kissing and the Hulk has to stop because he'll Hulk out if they have sex. So don't say that you're going there for the sexuality of it. It doesn't exist. But it doesn't mean that you don't like to see women that don't want to just think that this is all taking place at a fucking boys' school. Well, I mean, just in the same way. Why are these women, the fact that it shows that the, the guy has a girlfriend, why is that ruining the movie for you? Because what happens is that's the worst part of the movie. That's where it really slows down. And it's... It, you just like nonstop action. Just constant web slinging. Here's John in New Jersey. Hey, Ronnie B. How are you today, brother? I am uh, fine, my friend. What can I do for you? Good. Got an Ichiban, another sign of the apocalypse. The Karate Kid remake underway as of yesterday with Jackie Chan as the Pat Morita gimmick and Will Smith's kid as Danielson. All right. Now, no matter what you say about if you don't like remakes or whatever, but it does make a lot more sense to have Jackie Chan in this than the guy who ran Arnold's drive-in. So uh, I would be willing to see if this isn't a, a different kind of movie. And actually show that the guy does know a little bit about, um, uh, you know, martial arts. It actually might be a little bit of fun. Here's Michael in Indianapolis. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Sounds like Fezzy's turning around all the psycho babble years from his shrink onto the callers, legitimizing somebody's wanting to see a movie on nipples. Sounds like your therapist. Yeah, I didn't understand that either, but uh, he's giving it a try today. Here is uh, Sean... In North Carolina. I just wanted to know if Fezzi had a problem with uh, Rebecca Romaine Stamos in the X-Men movie. You know what? She was actually a creature. So that I can understand. That I can accept. But you did you okay. see? But so did you, you see that it's not 100%? This, this but, problem but she was, wasn't a love interest. But, but she was also in The Punisher, Fezzi. I didn't see The Punisher. And I'm sure, also- I'm sure she would have been the worst part in it. I can guarantee it without even seeing it. Here's Steve in Tennessee. Yeah. Hey, man, did you watch the Watchmen? They got big unity and a big blue cock. I bet that enjoyed the hell, didn't Yeah, the Watchmen, again, that love scene. Well, that was one where they did actually have sex. You're right. But it was the worst part of the movie. you like the big blue cock? I can't hear him, but it was... He it- said, did you like the big blue cock? Well, what was distracting about that was the entire audience just laughing out loud every time the big blue cock showed up on on the screen. Mm-hmm. All right, eight six six Ron zero Fez, eight six six Ron zero Fez. Here's John and Mass. John. 
Yeah, I think maybe what Fez is missing is just because nerds don't get women doesn't mean they don't want them or want to look at them. But you're not getting anything. You're getting uh, you're getting someone who's trying to play like they're brilliant and they're not. It doesn't come across that way. Why? Because they're a woman. No, because it's just they don't. It just doesn't work. It does. It's not believable Why with the women believe? that they use. Why isn't it believable? I don't know. Bad acting jobs, I guess. Uh, let me check with another guy who likes comic book movies. Eastside Dave. Eastside Dave, you, you lining up shoulder to shoulder with Fez on this one? No, I'm not. I love the uh, women in the movies. I, I love that Anna Paquin in uh, the X-Men. I thought she was a good character, original, and I liked even Halle Berry in, in X-Men as well. I, I like that Storm character a lot. Here is Anthony in New Jersey. Yeah, hey, buddy. Fez, how does the, the woman scientist take you out of the film and not the, the big green monster or the guy that can shoot webs and jump over buildings? It's yeah, always... it's very hard for me to even think you can get into the film and think that it's real. Um, well, actually, when I saw the uh, the Terminator movies, all I saw this time was people from other movies. I'm like, oh, there's uh, Batman chasing after. And then really, even when I was watching uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the film that just came out with Johnny Depp, I'm like, well, there's ja Captain Jack Sparrow being chased by Batman. Let's see how this works out for him. Uh, here is Scott in New Jersey. Scott, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, isn't Fez just being stereotypical again if he's just saying he likes women in one movie and not in another? Yeah, it, it's not making a, a lot of sense here. You're saying women don't belong in movies. I'm saying the love interest is uh, ruins a comic book movie. That's what I'm saying. And, that, uh, but we need the reason why. Because it it is the worst part of the plot. Well, but here you could say the same thing about Die Hard, right? Mm -hmm. But at some point, you have to prove to the kids watching this that a guy wearing a cape and uh, you know stretch pants uh, can get women. In the same way of wrestling, you have to show, hey, look, he's got a woman with him, or else the homoerotic thing will start and drive away the young geeks who are feeling all this. See, that's what people are afraid of. They throw in something that purposely uh, ruins a movie because of homophobia. Well, you can say the same thing about any buddy movie. You have to prove uh, in Lethal Weapon, hey, they've got a woman at home. And they have to take a couple of minutes to say, uh, oh, i got to call the wife, she's a pain in the ass. Or Mel Gibson just likes that blonde that's going to get killed in 15 minutes. You have to be able to say to the guys, look, you can do all these things, but it doesn't make you gay. Uh, here is Steve in Michigan. Steve, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie B. says he, I love y'all the show. My question is if, if, like the Batman movie, for example, the, the, the female that was in that movie, if there was another guy making out with him instead of uh, a girl, how would Fezzy feel about that? Right, if they showed that somebody was gay, mm -hmm. do you think that would be a, a, a pointless story point, or would that be poignant? That would probably be very poignant, I would think. What's the reason? Uh, it would add to the uh, comic book hero's character. Here's Cody in Tennessee. You're on Fez. What up, buddy? Yeah. Hey, 
I agree with fans. If, if the dame can't fly or change her weather, she don't have any right to be in that movie unless she's naked. All right, so she needs to fly, change the weather, or get out. I'm watching a little bit going on right now, and I just hope that Roseanne Connor becomes <laughs> our next Supreme Court justice. Um, here is uh, Jack. Jack, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, buddies? I, I kind of—I don't like comic book movies myself, but I, I kind of see them as like a reverse chick flick almost for men. Like they, you know, kind of put themselves in the role and they need that love story. And I don't think Fred can relate to love. He's never had it. So I, I think that's why he hates it so much and hates to see it in these movies. Well, I, I'm going to agree with you. And I, I think that the point that Fez is missing is that if they don't show that these guys can get a girl, the fans would just think, well, what is the, what is the point of having superpowers? When the young boys and strange old uh, middle-aged men who love these movies, they sit back and, and they're, they're running their own fantasy life as they're watching this. And the whole point of having power and strength is to get a woman. So you have to show that as some kind of payoff. Right, but I would just like to see them try one thing. Get rid of Natalie Portman. Try this Thor movie without a love interest, and let's just then, see if it's a better comic book movie. Well, then you're going to have to start producing films. Uh, because w was this in the comic book? Yeah. Well, why wouldn't it make sense to bring all the characters into the movie? Right, but it's because with a comic book, you read that at your own pace. I mean, the comic book, I mean, it's a formula that they use. They don't have to use it in the movie. They change enough well, you, things you as said, it is. You just said that the whole thing was formula. So part of the formula is to show the young uh, nerds that are watching this, someday you could, uh, you could get a woman. Uh, here is uh, George in Mass. How are you, George? Good. How you doing, Ronnie? Yeah. Okay, so uh, I think what Fezzi's trying to get to more than the female aspect is that it's a little distracting when the same actor is booked in multiple uh, comic book movies, like Ryan Reynolds has been playing in three comic book movies yeah. now. I think that's more what he's trying to get at than the female aspect. Is that right, Fez? Well, I mean, it's two separate points. I don't like people playing more than one uh, superhero character. Or supervillain, whatever it is. But why doesn't this ruin it for you when you're watching a cowboy movie or a gangster movie? Why could why, why are you going? Wait a minute! How could Robert, ben, uh, you know, De Niro be in Casino when he's already in Goodfellas? How could this happen? I can't believe it! I'm stunned. So it's going to happen if you follow an actor. He's not just going to do one movie, and he's probably going to play to his strengths. Right, but with that, you don't have to worry about those Robert De Niro's two characters meeting up with each other. In a superhero movie, there is a chance that could happen. Uh, Richard. It's no good. Don't fucking start on me. I'm in here with him. Uh, Rich and Yonkers, you're on running Fez. Fez, I want you to try to explain how the geek showed up the two Laura Croft movies. I mean, she's a superhero. Right. She's not the love interest. She's the main lead. She is the superhero. She's the one doing the did things. She, did she have a love interest? Um, you know what? I don't even remember. I didn't see the second one, and I don't remember the first one. 
Yeah, there was some rich dude. She was trying to bang her. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a so sex she sex. has a love interest too. They want to show that people. This is going to seem weird. You have a full life, right? And um, these movies do make a lot of money. I never said that they didn't. No one ever said to you that they didn't. This either. last caller did. What did he say? He said everyone was showing up to watch Laura Croft, and that the movie did really well because everyone showed up for it. Yeah, they do. They do well, but I'm saying the movies themselves would be better if they ditched the love interest. Here's Matt and PA. Joe says they did make a comic book movie without uh, love interest. It's called Batman Robin by Joel Schumacher. Remember how great that movie was? Uh, and it came close to destroying the franchise, and it's because Joel Schumacher pushed his own homoerotic feelings that he had. Onto the characters, and the fucking kids stayed away. They stayed away, and it took another decade to spit that out of their fucking stupid mouths and be able to come back with a heterosexual Batman. Uh, Dean in Baltimore. Dean. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, you think about comic books, man. The broads in comic books have big round titties, and it's like a young boy's introduction into sexuality, man. And Boys love pussy, man. It's that simple. Well, Fez wants to tell you not all boys. Mike in Tennessee. Hey, uh, Ronnie. I just want to prove something real quick. Fezzy uh, said a while ago, if, if they if say Batman was gay and wanted uh, to love, uh, uh, love Robin, that that would be okay because that would add to his character. That's exactly what he said. Right. Now... If, it, if, if it's okay for Batman to be loving on Robin and have a gay love interest, but it's not okay for Superman to have Lois Lane as a female, Fezzy, that proves that Fezzy, Fezzy is a heteropode. He is. Right. He, okay, well, I, I've I, been done uh, in by the country lawyer. Well, I mean, you sound like a five-year-old who goes to the movie and covers his eyes during the kissing scene. Uh, it's not just so much that he hates uh, women, but he hates the gunky kissing scenes. Jeff in Missouri, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yesterday you were a racist fez. Today you're a sexist. Tomorrow you're going to be a homophobe, too. Here is Scott in Cleveland. Scott. Superheroes should not have girlfriends. It messed up Anakin Skywalker. It messed up Superman. Made him give up his powers. It sparked up Batman. On several occasions, I think Fezzi's right, but he should be not so empty inside. I love you, boys. Right, but hold on, Scott. You came up with a really good point, because that is part of the mythology from the beginning. And, not, and, and even going back, you know, it's biblical mythology that uh, pussy weakens you. Uh, they told they taught this to soldiers. They teach it to boxers. So the the fact is, your superhero is not pure warrior. If he was nothing but warrior, you would lose interest in him. There has to be some kind of weakness, and the weakness is his sensitivity that he shows to the woman. He's going to give up saving the world, Superman, to save Lois Lane. It's exactly the point that the women are in these movies. It's the exact dramatic piece that you're looking for. But for you just to go, oh, gee, she's going to ruin him. You, you've got to take a fucking step back and say, yeah, that is the uh, point. Uh, here's Chris. Chris, you're uh, in Indiana. You're on the Run of Fed show. 
Yeah, I wanted to ask Fezzy, so Padme shouldn't be in the Star Wars movies? Is that what you're saying, Fezzy? She was I mean, horrible she was... in it, yes. She was horrible in it. But without her, you don't have Luke, you don't have Leia, and then you really don't have Anakin with the transformation, you know, of you know what happened with her dying. So, I mean, you got to have her in the movie. What are you talking about? Then you don't have any movie. <laughs> what they did, actually, this is one of the best things George Lucas did in that last Star Wars movie, Revenge of the Sith, was they kept her in the apartment. They didn't have her in the action at all. You know, and those scenes were god-awful. They slowed down the film, but at least they were kept to a minimum. She never left the apartment. Um, if, you, if you look at the Star Wars movie before that, where she was, like, on the planet and she was shooting the blaster gun, it was I mean, it looked like she was almost saying pow-pow as she was shooting it. Well, you can't say that she was any worse than any of the other actors. Everyone in the fucking thing, except for Jar Jar Binks, was terrible. Uh, but, Fezzi, you made some good points. Now I need you to clean up your toys. Let's get you up those uh, up the steps. And I'm going to bring you a milk and cookie and turn off the lights. Uh, here is Brother Darkness, Sean Ron Fez. Hey, how's it going, Ronnie? Uh, what can to, I do uh, for you, my friend? To, uh, to get on Fezzi's side a little bit, uh, you look at James Bond. James Bond, pretty much, although not a superhero... He, uh, all he did was pretty much smash all the girls that he met, and it wasn't a love interest per se. It was just sex, and it didn't cut into the action, things like that. So, um, Well, you know, first of all, he was pretty misogynistic in the early stages. They actually had to, to kind of uh, smooth him all over a little bit, because remember, in the early James Bonds, he would use women as shields and shit. He really, they were nothing but pussy for him. But yes, you had to show a well-dressed metrosexual uh, has to show that he's with a woman, or else you could think to yourself that James Bond is gay. And if you look at most superheroes, if you take the any uh, uh, love interest or women out of it, it's 100% gay. It's as gay as wrestling. It's a very strange... It's as gay as wrestling or heavy metal. Any place that you find women aren't attracted to something uh -huh. will always have a, a homo-erotic uh, uh, undertow there. Here is uh, Mike. Mike, you're on my face. Yeah, hey, Fez, you're also forgetting the fact that making movies is a business. And if you... Half the people that go see movies are women. So if you take away the lover interest in the movie, then not, none of the women are going to want to go watch the movie. Yeah, I'm not sure they get a lot of women at these. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people drug along as dates. Mm -hmm. By kind of good news, uh, we're going to Transformers 2. But I don't know if it's ever girls' night out and they're all uh, running off as quick as they can to see Thor. Yeah, and I don't know if the lineups for Spider-Man 3 was to see if Mary Jane Watson said yes to Peter Parker's proposal. Did she? I um yeah, I think she did. It don't seem like you know a lot about these. Like you you you, you you've got uh, uh you you get really excited about it. But then when it comes to details, you're not sure what happened. Well, they broke up, and uh, then I don't know if they ever ended up uh, accepting the engagement after all. Uh, here's Mike in D.C. It was left vague. Hey, Fez, 
you know, based on what you're saying, how you like all the action and you want the, you want it to move really fast and you don't want to see any of the love stuff, why don't you just play superhero video games and just stop watching the movie? Fez doesn't know? play video games. No, I do not have the thumbs for it. My thumbs cramp. And literally, up. he's lacking <laughs> thumbs. They're small, but they're there. They're like a couple of little tater tots on the end of my hand. Starving. But I do not play video games. The the thumbs cramp up too much. There is a the a Wii. I mean, a lot of people haven't used thumbs in like since 1989. Literally, they haven't used thumbs. With all these new joysticks, you just you use your wrists, you use your arms. Why are you angry with him when he's trying to, I'm just to trying help you? Oh, because I know people use thumbs. I maybe the Wii doesn't use it, but I know people use their thumbs but to he's play right. video there games. There are joysticks now. Uh huh. But isn't there a button on the joystick that you hit with your thumb? You can use your index fingers. They, they, a lot of them have the, the, them set up that you can use different fingers if you have bad thumbs like you. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be more than happy to show you how the Wii works if you want me to. I don't want to play Wii with you. Why are you angry with him? Because he's just trying to make me look like an idiot. People haven't used thumbs since 89. He's trying to make me look like an idiot. Well, he's oh, just saying that you have joysticks. and yeah. What do they even call these Wii things now? Oh well, they, there's just the Wii, the Wii controller, and then there's a nunchuck that you can attach to it. So you can do like when boxing. you when, when you do boxing, you you use the controller and the nunchuck, mm. and it's great. And no thumbs, Fez, and like also like plenty of people like for instance like Anthony uses his keyboard to play video games and, and not really uses his thumbs a lot. Fez has dial up. <laughs> okay, well, then I guess you I'm can not going to get past any early levels. What makes you angry? Why are you embarrassed to play video games? Well, I'm just, I don't have the control over it. So it doesn't, I don't feel good playing them. It's almost like you got hooves. It, that's what it feels like sometimes. And not only hooves, but sore ones at that when I play the video games. Uh, grandma's got a boil. All right, 866. Got infected. What's that? My boil got infected. I actually had a boil over vacation. It ended up infected. I ended up in the doctor's office. This thing was the size of a silver dollar pancake on my leg. You got to start and shower. I do shower. It just happened. What's it anyway. look like now? Um, now it's probably down to the size of like uh, a thumbnail, but it's still very thick. It's still filled with some stuff. It hasn't completely cut drained open, or gone down cut yet. Cut it open and drain it. Uh, it it popped a couple of times on its own, and it hurts too bad to try to lance it. Mm. And at this point, it'll cause a stain. What do you mean a stain? Well, I mean like if it if it, if I lanced it now in my jeans, it's gonna leak through, and then I'm gonna have an embarrassing boil stain on my pants. Uh, here's Dennis in New York. Hey, Dennis. Hey, buddies. What can we do uh, for you? Uh, well, I, I write and draw comics, and I was just wanted to point out that uh, without the uh, the female, without the love interest of any kind, you just have a faceless crowd that the hero's trying to save. The, 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 the audience, the reader, doesn't really connect with just uh, sort of an abstract idea of people he's trying to save. The, the Lois Lane, the Mary Jane Watson, it, it, they're the... They're the metaphorical embodiment. If they you will. humanize the story. Exactly, exactly. So without them, you know, they're just running around fighting people, and that's not that's not. Engaging. You that's you not. have to believe that 
Superman or Batman have feelings for somebody uh-huh. before, uh, and then that makes you think, oh, this is important that he saves her. Well, I think if you look at that last Superman movie, I, where he saves the airplane and lands it in the uh, baseball stadium, I don't think that would be any less exciting if Lois Lane wasn't one of the passengers on that plane. I don't think Lois being on that plane and him saving her yeah, but, but added that, to it. But that was only one small part of the movie. Remember, the whole movie started because he went away because of Lois Lane. Lois Lane humanizes him. It keeps him from being just an alien from outer space without feelings. Um, here is uh, Larry and P.A. Larry. Hey, guys. Hey, Faz, I want to know if you're going to go see that new superhero movie, uh, Bruno. I am not going to see Bruno. I will not see it. Based on Glad's re- uh, um, crit- uh, criticism of it, I'm not going to go see it. What, uh, this is the trash bags? No, this is the... Uh, Man from Glad. Man from Glad. Housewife in trouble. This is uh, the Anti-Defamation League for um, gay people. So you don't... You actually are dyslexic. When it comes to putting that together, <laughs> he always starts with anti-defamation and that gay and lesbian. Um, let's um, let's go to uh, Jason in Indiana. Jason, spy reports. Little uh, Jonah Bobo was on a show called Royal Pains on USA last week. Uh, how did he do on that? He did great. He played, played this little uh, almost kind of like a little baby fez. Kind of distant and not want to deal with people. It was, it was quite, he did quite well. Maybe he based that on his antifez. Uh, who knows? All right, we got to take a break here. When we come back, um, I saw this. Well, I'll just do it this way. It's thread theft. I'm going to do a thread theft and come back and find out that Eastside Dave's family and the Handy Lift Empire in gigantic problems right now. The entire Handylift uh, empire could be gone. As we know it, it could be gone. Uh, right back. You don't want to miss this. It's the Ron Fez Show. Everything is different, but the same. Things are more moderner than before. Bigger and yet smaller. It's computers. Holly came from Miami, FLA. Hitchhiked away across USA. <clears throat> Plucked her eyebrows on the way. Shaved her legs and then he was a she. She said, hey, hey babe, take a walk on the wild side. She said, hey, honey, take a walk on the wild side. And the color girls. It's around a Fez show, 866 Ron Zero Fez, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. All right, this is a little bit of a... Uh, it's thread theft. Thread theft. I read about this on uh, ronfez.net. Your father-in-law has had a business for how long now, Dave? 15 years that he's running himself. 15 years rocking, and this is uh, a business that he started. Yeah, it's a business that he owns. It's his business. He's, right. he's the boss. Uh, he's Tony Danza. If you really think about <laughs> yeah. it, when it comes to handy lift, he's Tony Danza. And we've talked about this company for uh, the last couple of years. Uh, it's a 
It's one of those little elevators that you have if somebody in the family can't make it to the second store, uh, story. No problem. You have handy lift. They're, they're able to sit on there and go straight up. Right. And it's uh, uh, a fine product. It's a good product. Great and product. It's, and, and it's not only uh, helped people who need it, but uh, fed his family for the last 15 years. Right. Then just yesterday, I take it, he gets a cease and desist. Yes. About the name. Yeah, he's he, he goes home and he finds a cease and desist order that says you can no longer use the name Handy Lift, otherwise you'll be sued. That's it. And the guy nearly has a heart attack when upon okay. hearing this. My uh, my father-in-law then almost has a he he almost had a heart attack. He calls us up and he's like, "What the hell? You know what is going on? I can't use it, the name." This is the first business problem I take it in fifteen years. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're a fine product. We have deluxe models in Handy Lift. We have all kinds. Well, of give chairs. me that one for my grandmother because <laughs> I don't want her going up on a shitty uh, thing that has the drink holder. So somebody uh, has got the name. Handy lift. Correct. A, m a millionaire bought it. And a I, millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a, that, an evil millionaire. Now he bought what? The name? He trademarked the name yeah. Handy Lift. Because I think I've heard the name Handy Lift before I know it was your father in law's business. Right. So he might not even be the only person who uses the term Handy Lift, right? Um, that that's a possibility of that, yeah. But I mean, that still is his bread and butter, and right. and I mean, even if that was the case, you know, that surely someone from the Handy Lift company would be saying, "Hey, you can't use this name." But he uses; he's in line. He well, that's what I'm name. trying to say: is is it really a name, or is it more of a description of what that that apparatus does? Because it seems to me it would be very hard to trademark, let's say, wheelbarrow. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And when I really think about it, a handy lift seems to me almost to be more like what the thing is right. rather than just a, a corporate name. It's like saying, like, okay, I have a soda. You can't use the word soda to describe, you know, your soda. You, you But but he wasn't using, the, right. you know, but that was the name that people had. Now, oddly enough, this is happening, really, I just found out a couple of week, uh, weeks ago, a uh, woman that owns the coffee shop in my neighborhood where we all hang out has had the place for like five years, just gets a cease and desist because somebody else with that name is coming to New York. Uh, but that's ridiculous. And the name, of course, is Handy Lift Coffees. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so either two things have to happen. We have to get a lawyer. Fight this and prove, hey, we've been rocking 15 years as Handy Lift. Right. Or B, uh, we got to change the name. We need some help. We, that's what we need. Because I don't know what's going to happen to my father's law in law's business. I'm sure that Casey was going to see. My wife was going to see a little bit of change. You know, when he passes on, we don't know that all that money is gonna is gonna be taken away. The empire is is gone. Forget about Lake Winnipesaukee. Forget about trips to to Fun Spot. Forget about all that. All right, here's another thing. Why don't you just say fuck it, uh, tear up the cease and desist, and go on as, uh, as business as usual? Will he? The guy promised him, and and here's the even shadier part about it. The guy used to be in business with uh, my father-in-law, Mr. Doug. All right, so this is a so when Mr. Doug was called Handy Lift, exactly. And so for some reason, the guy was in business with him. Right, Mr. Doug did not 
ever say, I own the name Handylift? I suppose not, but I, I mean, I, but if you have an established company that does, you know, commercials, and remember, we have, yeah, yeah, right, I agree. So why not just say, sue me, and I'll go to court with this case. I've been handy left. The guy knows it because he used to work for me. I think he's afraid because the guy has the, he's bought the official trademark now. And he's in, and in court, you know, that's what happens is you buy that trademark, now you own it. it Has he trademarked fair. the actual machinery, the equipment, or just no, the name? The, the, he didn't. Has apparently. he shown the evidence that he's got the trademark? He he just found out about all this last night. So he had, you know, it, it, we're still wondering what, uh, how we're going to attack this thing. So, you know, I mean, that, that's, that's what we're planning on doing. Your main, reason, your main thing is one day Mr. Doug's going to die. Exactly. You sell the business, you get a little bit of change. Yeah, I mean, I actually, no, I have to say, I kind of also saw myself as like the Humphrey Bogart of Handy Lift, like in Casablanca. Like, I thought I could maybe take over. Well, what, what, would he be able to just call this thing Mr. Doug's Handy Lift? I don't think he has the name to Handy Lift any longer. Because it's just like, like you said, if it's more like Ice Cream Shop. Right, but I, I, I couldn't say I'm going to have a product called... Mr. Dave's Coca-Cola. I don't think I could get a, a, away with that. So I think as long as that phrase is in there. Yeah, but if you were Coca-Cola first, where did he first hear the name Handy Lift, and how did he come up with it? Mr. Doug, he uh, I, I, he came up with the name Handy Lift? No, I don't think he came up with the name, but I think that he built that empire. That he actually he, he built it in, in the South, that's for sure. Scott in Florida, you're on Fez. Hey, guys, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, somebody stole my name of my company, and all they did was drop one letter. So all they would have to do is replace the Y with two E's. Handy lift. Handy lift. That sounds like a a hand job lift, almost. It, it always is. No matter what you're going to do there, it's still going to have handy in it. But what he's saying and is... And a lift. Perhaps all you need to do is make a couple of... Uh, all right, changes. Um... A dash, maybe? Yeah. A hyphen? Yeah, maybe something like that. Mark in Florida, you're on a Fez. Hey, I've had a successful uh, small business for about uh, 20 years, and I think the last thing I'd do is call my loser son-in-law for advice uh, the same day I got the cease and desist order. I would probably call my attorney or accountant and keep the problem to myself. See, Mark is making a really good point here. That when you first hear news, right, yeah. it could sound really big. Right. But take a step back, deep breath, call up a lawyer. I'm sure he's not the first person this type of thing has ever happened to. And here, here's what I see on the lawsuit. When you get in in front of a judge, right, mm -hmm. who is the judge think is trying to do damage to the other person? You can see that Mr. Doug has just been... Living his life as as the handy left guy, right? So why not even say, "Look, here's the sit." You know, you could call up the government now. Here's the situation that I'm in. For 15 years, I've been handy left. Now somebody's suing me. You know, well, I don't think anyone's going to see Mr. Doug as the bad guy. I can't imagine this is going to cost him any. Um, that court, though, is court. I mean, I, I, I think that he's very fearful of litigation in general. I mean, remember the WWF, they had been around for 20 years. Yeah, and, and at the same time, the WWE is just as successful. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, but that's, I mean, I, I do see what you're saying, but was it as, as, as successful as a brand? Is, a lot of people still call it WWF. So what? Uh, uh, that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. In other words, what I'm saying is it has an effect, Vince. And I remember when he used to be WWWF. So he's right. the one who switched after the World Wildlife uh, Fund had it. You know, his dad's business was mm -hmm. three W's and F. So that might be a completely different story. My point is this. I don't think it's going to cost Mr. Doug any money. I really don't. If he's already known out there and people like him, and if he has to change the the spelling or put Mr. Doug on top of it, whatever he has to do, I think I don't think his lifestyle is going to change at all. Right. Well, so don't have a heart attack is my point. I, I know, but I can't, you know, I can't tell that to him. I can't say don't have this physical thing that's going well, on. He's, I'm telling you, spreading. and you've calmed down. You could do the same thing for him. <laughs> I'm what not. did you start doing, screaming with him? Oh, my God. Because your first thing is. I said, what happened? To, what's going to happen with my shirts is what I said. Matt in Atlanta, you're in Fez. Hey, Dave, don't sweat it. You know, Duff McKagan had to go through this with his band Loaded. Some other band already had the name, so he just called it Duff McKagan's Loaded. Everything's fine. Yeah, this kind of thing happens with bands all the time because, you you know, there's so many people out there that start bands, and then bands also don't take off, but they might have had the name, you know. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just, it, I, I, we're very, very nervous because once you well, hear, but once you hear the phrase lawyer and lawsuit and litigation and revenge, why would there be revenge? It just seems like this was, uh, somehow, uh, th this guy was an unhappy business partner, partner of Mr. Doug's and decided to start his own thing. But then, to, you know, 15 years and then you buy handy lift. I mean, to me, that's like, that's Machiavelli shit. Um, yeah, and that's also in business. People in business get personal sometimes. So this is part of it I don't know. And none of that stuff matters. What matters right. is, is the court going to see this as a big deal or not? I would see, I mean, in, in my opinion, yeah. Mr. Doug's opinion, they will, they have to see it as a big deal because the guy has bought the name, like he he went through the steps, unfortunately, and Mr. Doug did. Mr. Go Doug through didn't the steps. do his, He didn't go. His, he didn't take care of. Business. He didn't do the due diligence. He didn't do the work. Yeah, and that was a. So misstep. he might have to change the name, but it doesn't mean that this is going to cost him. But his we business. all come to know as Handy Lift, right? Like you and I, Fez. If you would ask me yesterday, what's the name of it? I would have <laughs> fucking probably made a mistake, and to be totally honest about it, I I think. That the that the point more to the business is Mr. Doug more than what the product is because anybody could get the product mm -hmm. uh, from a bunch of different places, right? Yeah. But what you can't get is that A one service that we get with Mr. Doug. No, you can't. Where get you that. make sure that every lift is handy. Is every. this other guy planning on selling handy lifts himself? Don't know what the other guy's agenda is, but I do know with I mean, it's like I what obviously I he's going into the handy lift business. Uh huh. That's the whole point here. I mean, it, what's know, the prime I name? I, I guess like we we could recall it robot chairs, but does it roll off the tongue? Not like handy lift, it doesn't. I don't think so either. You know, we could call it the Gremlins machines. Here, uh, I, we're going through this and we're looking online, and there's a lot of different businesses called handy lift. Well, that's v very convenient. Here's one that's called handy lift NC. Over 36 years experience. I think that's Doug. 
Why does he have 36 years? So he's already handy lift NC? Yeah, I think I think that is him because he's North Carolina. He's the North Carolina Empire. Remember, like, Nathan's Arizona Furniture in Raising Arizona? Mm-hmm. You can't go into North Carolina without a Mr. Doug handy lift in someone's home. Uh, here's uh, David in Texas. You're on my face. Hey, Dave. Big fan of yours, buddy. Hey, I got, I got my uh, quick solution to your final loss problem. Uh, first of all, I need to check and make sure there's other character keeps his license up to date. I don't know we're part of the Southeast end, but here in Texas, every two years, you've got to go back in and file to keep that same company name. Number two, he could also call it Handy Lift Helper. Eh. I mean, they're, they're, I suppose, you know... Sounds a little bit like you know the dinner, like the the hamburger helper, handy lift helper. Whatever so, it happens to be, yeah. the point is okay. that within you know six months, a year, it's going to seem normal to you. Like if we were starting a business right now, and we and we and we were brainstorming, and we came up with handy lift. Most of us might go, I don't know, it sounds stupid. We're not really lifting. We're pooling. I really want escalator in there. You know what I mean? Like we would be it's only after the fact you're used to it. You two, stupid name for a band. Beatles, stupid name for a band. Rolling Stones, pretty dumb name. The Who, <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. But once you get used to it and it's branded an end to you. Okay, but this is a man who's in his mid fifties and mid to late fifties and that's A and B, we're in a recession right now. I understand so, so it could be like a, a killer. But here's the point. The point is he didn't take care of something. The chickens have come home to roost. Now, what do you want to do? Lay down? Or do you want to say, we, we got to do whatever we got to do? You know, if, I know. If you, Let's if you fight. Fuck, if you fucking called me and said, uh, you know that storm last night? Well, I got a hole in my roof now. We could sit around and cry about it, or we can fix the fucking roof. You know? Okay. I mean, I know you'd rather not have the hole in your roof. You wish the storm didn't happen. Can't fucking do that for you. But we can't patch the roof up. Or you can move your to a different house. That's all I'm saying. You want him? You want him to get out of the handy lift business? I, I, I mean, or they, the Carolinas? I'm very scared for the man. And see, my business advice would be: maybe you sell your shares of handy lift to this guy, and you start a whole new thing. You know, start a lawnmower company. You know, it's just gumball machines. Do something else. So, has the guy offered to buy his? No, no he hasn't. Th- then that doesn't seem like much of an option. Okay. All right. Well, maybe then my business advice wasn't so. So you're so, saying so this good. guy personally wants to go after Mr. Doug That's, and make his life a living hell. I mean, I, to me, that yeah, that is the way it sounds. That's that happens sometimes. But in business. tomato, tomato, you know, I still tomato. Under, tomato. I still understand your point. Is like, but he's he's very reticent to uh, to change the name, and I, I he's not being talked out of. It him. might not be up to him. I mean, again, it might not be a bad idea to fucking let the guy sue him, go into court and say, look, your honor, here's why. Oh, they want me to change the name? Okay, now I will. You know what I mean? Take a little time before you change the name. Get the story out there. It might not be this immediate thing that you're worried about. Mm-hmm. Uh, here is um, Dan. Dan, you're on Hey, buddy. What can hey, we do uh- for you? Hey David, all you gotta do is tell uh, tell your father-in-law to call it the original Handy Lift. Oh gee, I like that though. That's not bad. 
be great if we could get old dirty to fucking you know come in and help sell this thing. I think you might be dead. Uh, Mike, still he would right? need one then. Then it's perfect to get a new old dirty. <laughs> no improved. Hey, you have to do an original, <laughs> original dirty. Mike, <laughs> Mike, you're on my fez. Hey, yeah, guys. I'm sure Mr. Doug is a hell of a nice guy, but I give the other guy all the credit in the world. I think he's. I, I don't think he wants to be in the handy list, the lift business. I think he probably just needs a little taste, uh, you know, every every month or every quarter of the profits, you know, just for the royalty of the name, you know what I mean? And he'll probably go after all those other handy lift companies and try to get a piece of their action as well, you know? That's what I think. He's like a cyber squatter, just wants to, uh, you know, capitalize on ownership. Well, it's not just cyberspace. I mean, you know, like I said, my T-shirts are totally invalid. My polo shirts are invalid now. Um Way to try to make it into a joke. Mike in Chicago, you're on Fez. Hey, how are you guys doing? Not your business. You know, uh, the thing about a business name, too, is it's it's uh, goodwill in the business. It has value. So, you know, handy lift itself has meaning to the value of the business. So just giving it up doesn't make much sense. Yeah, I. Uh, it really may be the type of thing that you want to go in and fight for. But how are people supposed to find the, the new name? I mean, you're going to have the same phone number. Yeah, but once you Same buy it, and it seems like it's a product that once you buy it, you don't need another one. So it's like, I, I think he gets a lot of business from first-time users. Well, he probably gets business. And how do they find out about it? From the name? Through the, uh, yeah, I would think that they would. What is it, the Yellow Pages is what's selling his business? <laughs> I'm sure that, hey, where'd you get that movable chair? Really? What's the guy's name? Where's his number? Give it to me. I'm sure that's a, a lot of it. But what could you? Are you even allowed to say? Okay, he's owned his own handy lift business for 15 years. Can you now say I've owned a handy lift business for 15 years? No, Maybe you can. Oh. Maybe go in front of the judge. I mean, you, you want this to drop out of the sky to you, but it sounds like you have to drop, uh, go in front of a judge and said, "I've done this business for 15 years. I'm not here looking to destroy this man. He's here looking to destroy me." How do we get out of this, Your Honor? Right. And see what he has to say. You might not even uh, have anything to worry about. Well, there's legal fees and all that. You know, there's a ha it's a maybe, hassle. Maybe you don't even need a lawyer to walk in there with this. Who knows? Um, let's talk to uh, celebrated comedian Jay Moore. Hello, Jay. You know, I, I, next time I do the Tonight Show, I'm going to have them introduce me as celebrated comedian, Ronnie. Nice. That was awesome. Thank you. Davey. Mr. Moore? I, I, I'm all on your side. Uh, if you need startup money, I'm here for you. And uh, I'm not a lawyer. I've never played. I have played lawyers on CSI Miami, but I will uh, end on Monk. So I will be, if you want, I can be your, like, fake legal counsel in court. And I, I think that's a good thing going when I look at the judge and say, Your Honor, look at this guy. Come on. I appreciate your help. Yeah, I mean the fact that the movie, the television star, would help me. I mean that would be. You know that, that's what hurts. That's what hurts, Dave. Is when you say movie and then you have to pull it back and then reload and say TV. <laughs> oh, no, it was a slash. And then finally stand up. <laughs> no, no, no. It was a, a non-vocalized slash. It was movie television star. Granted, I used to, I used to make motion pictures. I used to make two a year. I banged out twenty-two motion pictures in ten years. Uh, but you know what? Sometimes you got to pay the mortgage. You know what I mean, uh, Jay. I I could do another unmask with you, but it's not time. This is Dave and his family's time. And Dave, would you really help them? We don't even know whether this yeah. guy is ready to to open up a business. He may be just trying to shake your uh, father down, and that way, when you go in front of a judge, prove that he's in this business. Right. Yeah. Prove that this that he's here legitimately and not just trying to fucking steal a name. 
Yeah, and uh, I mean, we're we're treating it seriously. We, you know, we can't. I guess the wrong approach would be to have someone from Gary Unmarried, as great as your show it is, to go in there and 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 pretend that he's a litigator. That's not probably, if you want media. Co- if you want media coverage, it's not. Well, I would like. Mike when Oprah went to that little town in Texas. What town? Exactly, Fezzy. What Thanks. town, Fezzy? Hi, Fez. Hi, sweetie. I don't know. Z- exactly. What good did that do? Oh. What good did that do, that little town? And that little town was Dallas. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's hardly little, then. It's grown. Well, we certainly could use money, Jay, but as far as to pretend you're a that lawyer. That's just for partying purpose. I'm Way not going to back say. to AC? No, I'm not going to pretend I'm a lawyer. I'm going to say I played a lawyer on television. It's not like you can't represent yourself. Or have Jay Moore represent you. Oh, my God. Dave, you are one of the few people. Usually when a guy wants to represent himself, I say, you know what? It'll be a kangaroo cord. It'll be hilarious. The guy will hang himself. It'll be great. Dave's the only guy that's so bananas. All Dave would do is make the trial take six years. I bet they would take Dave away for kid touching. <laughs> I bet it would somehow slip off. Things would come and out. And come off like a kid touching. De- details. It wouldn't even be asked. De- just volunteered. I have a fear I'd cross-examine myself. And that would hey, be why, why did you say that your polo shirt business was invalid? I have. He gave me thirty shirts. And I By used the way, to hawk them and shit, and I um, sold five of them. That Pat from Monaki believes that you've been watching too much Tommy Boy. You're coming off with a very big Tommy Boy. Haven't <laughs> uh, seen that movie that came out. And uh, also, says uh, he said that you should name your boil Susan, <laughs> and he said it's also ironic that. Um, Mr. Doug didn't take steps to ensure his, the name. <laughs> he couldn't. He's yeah. wrapping everything up. Yeah, he really is. Hence the handy. Still handiwork. great work. Uh, I, I am calling him Mr. Two Hundred Two right now. <laughs> Ronnie, what did you think of Home Run Derby last night? I have to tell you the truth. I was uh, called away on personal reasons uh, and was furious to miss the Home Run Derby. You didn't miss much. All Star Game tonight, though. Big time game. Time for the Nationals to step up. American League eleven zero and one, the last twelve years. Maybe the National League could win, so we could just have something. Or yeah, and have a game seven, maybe. Yeah. You, eventually, it's going to come into play. This ridiculous All Star rule. It'd be nice for the National League to have it one time. What happened to Jay? He disappeared, or uh... he hung up. He hung up on us. Yep. Maybe not. What gives him the right? Didn't sound like a hang up. I don't he... think we were done. <laughs> mid-topic. I don't think he was serious about helping you in the handy lift case. Well, I appreciate any kind of help. Startup money would be nice. If we have to build up a new empire, sure, I could take some Mr. Holly's money. Alright, here's somebody who's willing to help. It's the Daily Leader. Hello, Leader. Hey, what's going on, guys? Now when you go to handylift.com, it directs you to Mafia Payday. So yeah, I don't know what happened. This is my point. This is my point. And now everyone's going to be playing that shit. But here's the fun thing. You know, you can pretend that you're getting a ride up the steps. <laughs> now, uh, Leader, I believe you started a thread yesterday uh, attacking the, fe- the fact that Fez came back with uh, Beard Contest 2. Yeah, I think Fez was just listening to the best of and that, that's how he got his new ideas. Yeah, you know, Leader and Dr. Joe K just jumping on a bandwagon that Battle of the Beards 2 oh. is somehow a bad thing. Well, first well of all, I, I started the bandwagon. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't start jumping on a bandwagon. It was his idea. Because re- really, when you came up with it, I have to admit, I all but ignored you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I tried to as well. <laughs> it just... 
didn't seem like it made a lot of sense. Uh-huh. But then after leader put that up, uh, what are we looking at? What, what give me the percentages of people who don't care? Do you want do yeah. you want to battle the beards too? Eighty one percent say no thanks. I'm not looking forward to it. And eighteen percent say yes. Hey, that was a great call of Braunbein the other day, though. I like that. I'm sorry. What did you say? That was great when Fez called in to Broadminded, though. I like that the other day. That oh, now I understand that that's you doing those calls. No, no. That was definitely Fez. It sounded just like him. Yeah, yeah I got clever. emails that you're, uh, he's going around places pretending that he's you. Well, let me just say uh, this to you, Leader, and Dr. Joe K. Who are you? You're nobody. You know why we're doing Battle of the Beards again? Because I want to. I like to grow the big beard. I have fun. You don't set policy here at Ron and Fez. My name's on the show, so if I want to grow a frickin' gigantic beard and have pictures taken of it every Monday and document it, then guess what? That's what we're going to fucking do. That's how we're going to handle it. all the toenails next week. And guess what? You get to enjoy it for the next seven months because we're taking it to Super Bowl why are we doing again. This? That's why. Why we're doing it because I want to. These freaking nobodies aren't going to dictate whether I grow my beard out or not. It's just not going to happen. Right, but I think the point is this: Do I have to get you? Punished? You're definitely, you're definitely free to grow your beard out. Uh huh. How do, like, do we, we have to measure it, and pay attention, and care? Why it's a great time. I love doing it. We just did it. And we didn't I have, have children. We didn't have enough time off. I know. I think it's going to be great. Maybe they'll get even bigger this year. Maybe the fact that that was Dave's first beard, the second one, maybe he might have some God-remote outside chance of being competitive in this. But no, we're going to do it. You know why? Because I want to. All right, leader. All right, there you have it. Consider so, yourself and talk, schooled. And talk about an old bit. Why don't you go do start another lame poll, another <laughs> tired lame poll on RonFez.net. Uh, the people the people wanted a poll. I, I didn't start the thread with a poll to start. but mm-hmm, Right. Now yeah, really and you're ta- I mean, this is only the second time I've, draw, I've grown a giant beard. How many just asinine polls have you done? Mm. Over and over again. So don't even fucking get on me growing out a gigantic beard. Mm. You You made some good points there, Fez. Thank you, Ron. I just don't want to keep looking at giant beards for seven months. Do I have to grow the beard? All you got to do is lay down in front of them. How about this? Tap out. You got to be clean shaven to get out of this. You clean shave down Mm, and you keep the hair... Nice and tight, like your wedding <laughs> pictures. <laughs> By the way, well, it looks like it was colored in. My hair won't no, do it. No one had worse wedding pictures than you. Uh, you, how, you went and got the worst haircut you could have possibly got. For no, your my hair was still growing back from a head shave bed. <laughs> <laughs> then don't get married. Uh, here's Jay Morbeck. Jay. I just called back to tell you I would never hang up on you guys. My cell phone crapped yeah. out. I'm uh, just going through the canyons here in L.A. I could tell. Mm. Hey, what about just a mustache contest? You want to do giant mustaches instead? You could be like a, 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 a an old like 1800s boxer with big mustache. Why don't we do this? Let's get a poll up there, leader. Let's get a poll up. Would you rather see a mustache contest? We don't need another lame-ass poll on RonFez.net, trust me. And we're doing Battle of the Beards, Jay. What, what Again? About, so what soon? About, what Two. About big, 
big, bushy barbershop mustaches. Fez grew one out one time and we waxed it, and it was actually fucking fantastic. It was actually, I, it was up to sorry. my eyes. I could see it, you know, in my peripheral vision. It was right in front of me. Well, what about Dave with that, a red-headed handlebar must like Dave Fingers? <laughs> Would you rather do that, Dave? And then I, we change it to handle lift. I wanted to be a relief pitcher. What, Dave? I always wanted to be a closer, Jay. You know that. You're no closer. And I agree with you about the polls, uh, Fez. Thank you, Jay Moore. I never heard you swear before, Fez. Yeah, he gets very angry. Here. If attacked, he will swear. These idiots aren't going to tell me what to do. They're nobody. I agree. They're nothing Holy in my smoke. life. Nothing. I'm with, I'm with you, Fez. You know, uh, opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one, and they all want to show it to you. Well, you do, and yeah. we know that you did that to yours, to Dave's family. Yeah, that was. Uh, all right, uh, Jay, we got a break here. Fezzy, a brand new movie coming out. It's going to be in limited release starting Friday, July 24th. The movie is in the loop. We're going to be talking to one of the stars of the movie, David Rashi, and the director, Armando Yanucci. Uh, Let me say fuck one more time, Fez. Fuck. All right. What is that Bottom all about? Fez, eight to three. All right, thanks, Jay. We'll tell you later, buddy. Uh, so tell me about the movie again, Fuzz. This is In the Loop, and it's in limited release Friday, July 24th. It's uh, basically about uh, United States President, UK Prime Minister, and is it good to go, is a war a good thing? What? Starting a war. Can I tell you something? I, what? I watched the film, and you couldn't be further from the truth. Really? Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, bring them in right now. We're gonna bring in David Rashi and Armando Yanucci. Welcome to the show. Congratulations on uh, getting the uh, the movie uh, out here. Especially, I, I think it's it's kind of interesting that uh, the film could play in America. There's so much of the the humor is uh, is British. Yeah. Um, but half the film, of course, does play with the U.S. government as well. Yeah. Uh, how how did the idea come together for this? <laughs> to do this on both sides. <laughs> um, it's uh, well, I've got to explain. It's not in. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's it's a film about. When the British Prime Minister and the American President want to go to war mm -hmm. in the Middle East, we never see what the country is. We never see what the President is or right. the, the Prime Minister. But we just follow the little people underneath. Right. Them. We, we yeah. never see the President. No. We never do see the Prime Minister. No. Well, it's not a real President and a real Prime Minister. It's some fictitious. <laughs> this yeah. whole thing world. never happened. Yeah. At, <laughs> and and what it really kind of shows us is the clusterfucks that both of our governments yes. uh, turn into. <laughs> you saw it. Yeah, I did, and I uh, was uh, very, very uh, impressed. Uh, really, did you laugh? Yeah, I laughed uh, and laughed hard. But at the same time, I would say this: uh, there were times I went, 
I don't know whether we can clean these systems out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's really funny now when you see a guy like Al Franken yeah. going into the yeah. to, to the U.S. Uh, mm-hmm. Senate to say, all right, here's a guy who for so long on the outside was kind of doing the same thing that you guys are doing with your That's film. That's right. Mm-hmm. But the, the other thing that I loved about the film is how quickly and seductive it can be yeah. to get into that Washington yeah. environment. Yeah, yeah. no question. And, and it was really based on, you know, when Blair went out to... Mm-hmm. to, 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 to try and get Bush to stop going to war. And and when Blair got out to Washington, he became starstruck. He just mm. lost the plot, and he became a little bit giddy and a bit excited about being on the world stage. And in the end, he helped the whole thing happen, just because he, he kind of lost all sense of what he was there for. And I said to the, I said to the UK cast when we were filming the scenes in Washington, so remember what it was like the first time you went out to LA, right. and you met Hollywood agents, and you had meetings, and you thought this was exciting. And then nothing happened. And then you came home. And you came home feeling a little bit soiled and a bit used. And yet when you came home, it was all a bit wet and windy and grey. And you got another call from LA and you were on the sa- the first plane back. At- and, and, that, and that's kind of gone into the film as well, really, that sense. Uh, from the beginning, though, it was the plan to have the, the uh, British cast and the American cast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's almost like the film starts with two parallel casts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see all the the little people in the British department, and then all the little people, and, and some of the slightly bigger people in the State Department in in Washington, and and the film sort of bounces backwards and forwards between the two of them, and then about a third of the way in, the Brits come out to Washington. They do, and in a kind of a way, they, the the sort of British plot is subsumed into yes. the, the Americans right. because the Amer the plot with the, whether or not to start the war mm. becomes something that they are sucked into and mm. they cannot escape. Mm. Yeah, because they decided to come, and once they're there, they are asked the question, which Bush so often did: "You are with us, or you are against us, and there is no other way." Thank God we have a president who doesn't think that now. But back in those <laughs> days, right? He always said, "Yeah, yeah." And, and also the main, the, the, the sort of the strongest character in the UK, uh, a guy called Malcolm Tucker, who's the Prime Minister's mm-hmm. enforcer, a sort of very um, sh- shouty, angry, <laughs> sweary, the, 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 the sort of the Carl Rove figure in the UK that's right. very controlling. And he's used to telling people what to do. And then when he gets to Washington, even he finds himself in a bit too deep and mm-hmm. a little bit out of that not knowing realizing the speak- people he's speaking right. to aren't in control of and events. of course his his decision is to save his ass yes. right and yes. he try he, he and he has to consider how yeah. much how much flesh will he cut off in order to to get to escape the trap oh, yes. and he assesses it cuts it off and moves right on and it, it, like you said, it's not unlike Hollywood, and it's probably not yeah. unlike the corporate world, no. where, where we yeah. that you work for a major corporation, you find out everybody's real job is to keep their job, <laughs> keep their power. It's like, you know, you go around Washington, exactly. and you think all these buildings in Washington are really impressive, mm-hmm. and you think everyone behind them must surely know what they're doing, and then you discover <laughs> not. And then it's like the banks, it's like you go down to Wall Street, where you think, these gargantuan buildings, the, yeah. the people in there must be really clever, really smart, and then they all appear and go, we've no idea what we were doing. People yeah. were borrowing money. Mm. We thought we'd borrow as well. You know, and then mm. you realize that it's all just a, a front and, and everyone behind it is just like us. It's just people just sitting going, I don't know whether I did, I don't know whether I screwed up. I don't know whether mm. people know I screwed up. You know, I'll just keep talking. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. Well, the remarkable thing about this movie is that we, 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 there, this definitely is the plot and there is politics in it. There's no question. Mm. Yeah. But it, and it is, you could call it, say it as a political movie, but over and above 
above everything else. It is a comedy. Mm-hmm. It is a knockdown, drag out comedy. It's a farce. Mm-hmm. It has farcical elements. And I, I mean, I've never, I've been in comedies. I've never been involved in a, in a movie like that has uh, this kind of reaction. I mean, I say that when we when we leave, it's like the people have been uh, breathing nitrous oxide. You know, when they get out of it, everybody's laughing so hard. It's uh, it's 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 been a, a remarkable experience. It's so damn funny. Well, the patterns too. They kind of if if I was to say what t- type of film it was, it reminds me of a, a Christopher Guest film and the fact mm. that little, everybody's uh, mm. you know interconnected and all. But were, were, was it written? out or were people Im- improv Well, a bit of both. We, we worked a lot of time on the script and, and because I wanted every line to be like a really good one line, a really good joke and have a funny thing in it. But then uh, when we shoot the script, we, we shoot it really quickly and, I, and I'm, you know, I'll keep shooting it until I'm really happy with it. But then I tell everyone to put the script to one side and do it all in their own words, really, just to see what happens. And if nothing comes out of it, you know, it won't go in. But sometimes, you know, really funny stuff comes out that... Uh, and also the improv is there because you want to capture that that look on politicians, you know, behind their eyes. Mm-hmm. when they You can see them making it up as they go along because they're not quite sure what they're doing or what they're talking about. And it's, it's like trying to get the actors to do that as well. <laughs> and, and it just all spills out. And sometimes really good stuff that... You know, if you sat down with a blank piece of paper, you couldn't come up with, really, because it's all to do with panic, really, isn't well, it? Well, sometimes <laughs> he would just let let the camera go. And yeah. uh, we had, there there are two characters, Zach Wood and Anna Klumsky, who did the two uh, aides, mm-hmm. yeah, right, yeah. who I know that he just let it run, and they knew it was still running, and they were forced out of panic to just keep talking. And a lot of really wonderful stuff <laughs> came from <laughs> Zach. Just, Zach works in improv, and, and there's a line that Anna says to him, he said, she says, uh, you were an only child, weren't you? And he just suddenly went... I, uh, having a go at my my parents' reproductive ability is neither here that I was the sperm that made it, right. you know, and it <laughs> just pops out, you know. It's just uh, so th- yeah. this is a real fun way for yeah. you to work, I Terrific. guess. Mm. Uh, and, and have you had this? Um, uh, uh, is it normally fun to be on a set, or a lot of times it's just work? You know, it's it's a little bit different. Like I just did the uh, um, Coen Brothers movie, this uh, Burning right. Reading, and. Uh, that is, works so well because they are such terrific writers. Yeah. And, and, and they're, they're, this, this, what you say, the lines that you say is really very tightly crafted. Yeah. Um, I don't know that the style would have benefited from improvisation because theirs is, I don't want to say old fashioned, but it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a shot. It's a, you know, a stationary shot. It's a mm. camera on a, generally on a tripod. And this was a different kind of thing. I mean, it was a little sort of documentary, a little mm. bit. I mean, it, it is, didn't, you know, it didn't claim to be that, but it definitely had an odd documentary feel. Mm. And you always felt like people were just making it up. So, um, uh, it reminds me a little bit of, of uh, um, what's it, a Strictly Ballroom. Do you remember that? Oh, sure. You know, right, when sure. I saw that movie, I thought, these aren't actors. No. Yeah. They can't sure. be. This is, this is like, I mean, they, they must really be those people. Mm-hmm. And I think this one has that feeling, too. Mm-hmm. You know, even Gandolfini, who we've God knows, has you know, been living with us for so many years. Uh, it's not him anymore. Yeah, it's, he, he plays a very different yeah. type of far. Everyone of is like totally disappears into this is world, and it's it's aided by the camera, the way it moves, and also by I think the improv, the sort of improvisatory field. 
And, and I, I mean, I don't know whether you were doing sets or in the buildings, but mm. it, 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 that also felt like you guys were right in the middle of Washington the whole time. <laughs> well, yeah. In fact, the State Department was in a sports hall in North London. Yeah, is that and right? I, but I went in, I got into the State Department uh, almost by accident. I, I was in Washington. I did a lot of research. I came out to Washington, did some research, and somebody said to me, you know, mm. if you want to get into the State Department, just go up and say, I had a little pass from the BBC, but it was just my face and my name on it. Nothing, you know, special. Mm-hmm. And and they said, go up and say, uh, BBC, I'm here for the 12.30. So I went up and I said, BBC, I'm here for the 12.30. I got in. And I thought there'd be like a whole <laughs> troop of people right. taking me up to the uh. 12.30. No. So I was just wandering around the State Department. I got my camera out. I started taking photos. I thought this would be useful research. And I thought this is both fun and possibly international espionage. Sure. Um, <laughs> Tougher to get into this building than it was Absolutely. in the State Department. Incredible. <laughs> We've had I, I'm not actually in. They never let me in. <laughs> Incredible. I'm told they now did a major review of their security as a result. Oh, is that yeah, right? Yeah. Yes. That's so great. the country's a lot safer now. I, I also <laughs> I love something when the, when the Brits come over mm. and see how young we like to have uh, people in Washington. Yeah, yeah. I, we, we met uh, when I was doing my research. I mean, a lot of Washington is run by 22, 23-year-olds. Mm-hmm. We met a 24-year-old who was sent out to Baghdad to draw up the Constitution. Right. You know, he's had well, two. And, and to run well, the, the uh, stock exchange. That's right. I mean, all sure. major everything. He's never bought a car. <laughs> no. You know, all. And, and knew nothing about it. You no. know, had had got an English was an English major. Oh right. Yeah. I mean, it, well, we kind of now view Washington as a stepping stone job, as a way to you know move up a little bit yeah. and, and make some real money for yourself. Yeah, well, it's turned into that. Yeah, then. it's almost like an uh, internship yeah. now <laughs> to work in Washington for a couple of years. Uh, so, uh, is it already open in in Britain? Have it's been out in the UK. It came out uh, a couple of months ago, and it did really well there. And it uh, opens uh, here on the twenty fourth. And it's it opens with- the IFC, uh, the old Waverly Theater, on Sixth uh, Avenue and Third Sixth uh, Avenue and Third Street, and also at the Lincoln Plaza Cinema. All right, so there, and then is IFC already picking that up on demand? Oh, or you're oh wait yes, yet? no, it's yeah. got on demand, and then it's, oh, all, it? it's all across the yeah. country. It's all no, it's on, the it's on their TV I, on demand? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, is yeah. It? Oh, yeah. They're really doing a good mm. job with that, with the, a lot of independent films. Yeah. Uh, and But if you get the opportunity to see this one, you know, like you said, the Waverly or, or up on the Upper West Side, so it's a great way to see a film. Uh, that releases uh, July uh, 24th, In the Loop. Uh, check it out because there's nothing else out like it this nothing summer. Good. Thanks so <laughs> yeah. much, guys. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks. You. I say peanut, hazelnut, cashew nut, pistachio nut, red pistachio nut, natural, all natural, white pistachio nut, macadamia nut. That was the one that was sent her <laughs> into a, going crazy. She said, "You stop naming nuts." with the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. That's 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. And remember, you can always email us at ronandfez at AOL.com. I saw where John from John and Kate Plus 8 is uh, starting a new business, uh, teaming with a designer to start a brand of children's clothing. So just because he has dressed sex toplets and a pair of twins, he is now an expert on children's clothing. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be designing the stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he's just going to uh, sign off on it. Like, my kids will wear this. 
That is one of my, um, that, the clothing designer thing, that's one of those annoying side projects that some sort of pseudo celebrity does. Uh, the other one is their own perfume. Uh, I hate when they do cupcakes. What makes mm -hmm. them think they know anything about cupcakes? Yeah, they just won't, they feel like they have to have a million things going. He doesn't even get it, does he? Um, yeah, well, again, somebody comes to you and they say, hey, we'll use your name for the perfume. It, what do I have to do? Nothing. So then they sign it up. It's no different than doing a commercial. Right, but they... But like with a children's book or something, they always act like they were the ones that, you know, sat down there and researched and or with the perfume came up with the scent themselves. Yeah. So it's just. Yeah, they don't. Right. And it's just so fake. It drives me, especially with uh, John from John and Kate Plus 8. I hate it for anything from the reality uh, TV show John and Kate uh, Plus 8 come off as a little fake. Because God knows uh, that trip to Hawaii was real. So, and uh, I don't know. Uh, they're supposed to be back in August with new shows. And who knows if his girlfriend will be part of it. Yeah, they uh, have some pictures of his girlfriend's Facebook. I sent it to Dave. Dave, let's uh, get that up on uh, line here so Fezzi can take a couple of pictures of this. Uh, Johnny Kate's uh, girlfriend is, uh, I believe, 22 years old. So she still has a Facebook that reflects that. Oh, okay. And we've talked about this on the uh, show before. If you're going to be fucked up and then put your picture on the Internet, it's never going to leave. It's going to stay out there in one sense or another. And here's a way that this uh, this uh, young girl can uh, learn this. Because obviously when um, she put the picture up, uh, she didn't care. She was no big deal. Now Us Magazine has it. Here's uh, Mike in Canada. Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Okay, guys, here's my idea. It's the Fez Marie straight jacket. Now, Fez, you mean to tell me you wouldn't put your name on something like that and take a million bucks? Well, at the same time, let's say this. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, just for the sake of argument, being on on John's uh, point here, you don't know anything about what people should do in a marriage. Yet you have no problem doing a live read for some product that tells people to cheat on your marriage. Mm -hmm. Someone offers you money, uh, you normally take it. And uh, giggle your way all the way to the bank. And that's what these people uh, have done. They're not going to be designing children's clothes. They get to use the kids as models, and everybody's happy. Uh, grab that email that I sent you, Dave, and uh, show off some of these pictures. This is the 22-year-old girlfriend who, uh, and this goes to show you how uh, tied up and pussy John is right now. He's saying... And she'll also be doing some of the designing of kids' show, uh, clothes, as if that's what America is looking for. Not the mother <laughs> of the kids, but the new 22-year-old girlfriend. Uh, I hate to push you here, Dave, but I... It's just the thing is slow. Sent this to you quite some time ago, and we'd like to see the pictures now. Okay, coming up. 
Were you breathing hard? Are you worried about trademark infringement? <laughs> no, no, no. What's uh, nice is this is how this uh, person gets introduced to America, too. Because the pictures come out before any sort of reality show, before we see her with the eight kids, you know, on one of John's days. I doubt very much that, the, that the, they're ever going to play her as the nice person. The 22-year-old new girlfriend who helps take care of the children never gets put over as in the face role. She's always going to play heel. Should I not send this to you, Dave? Should yeah. I send it to somebody else on the team? No, no, no. I have it. I have it. I have it. I know you have it. But what I'd like to do is have it up for the show. Thank you. Uh, here it is under the title. Uh, keep going down, Dave. Okay. Now go up further. This thing is. Yes, it's a computer. <laughs> These I don't believe is the ones that I sent you today. Yeah, go to the go to the the, the center middle uh, on the second. Yeah, go to that one. That's uh, her Facebook, and there she is with a couple of pipe pitting buddies in college, <laughs> giving the finger, uh, taking a hit off uh, off a of one hitter with two young uh, weeglos <laughs> on either side of her. And they're an just idiot. And they're just flipping off the camera. Perfect. But this could be any moron's fucking Facebook uh-huh. out there. She's barely conscious in this photo, too. They're, well, there it doesn't have to stay that way, Fez. <laughs> uh, coming up a little later on, you'll see. Uh, go to the one with the plant. There she is, all fucked up, and has knocked the plant over and is sleeping on time. A giant planter. <laughs> so, again... Um, yeah, it's fun to get falling down drunk. Uh-huh. I get it. You're a college girl. But now here you are smoking pot and passed out. And people are worried about those little Chinese babies that they all <laughs> fell in love with. That they're, they're going to end up sleeping on top of planters. But really, I will give John uh, this uh, credit. He really doesn't give a fuck. He's done with it all. And he's going to just squeeze out whatever uh, slight money he can. As he bangs a college girl. Wow, she just does not take a photo with her eyes completely open. Well, again, it's Facebook. <laughs> Why would you be taking pictures unless you were bar nine and all fucked up? Now, it goes back. We've talked about this before. Why do people put pictures of themselves on the Internet? Because I'm sure today she feels like an idiot and uh-huh. wish none of this happened. Because everyone wants to be an internet celebrity. If you have the internet, you want to be the, the 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 celebrity everyone's talking about. That's just the way it goes. Well, she did people... this before she was an internet celebrity. But even then, that was her desire. Was I want everyone to see me and to uh, be treat me as little miss internet celebrity? It was for the edge, and that's the way it's been since uh, for like anyone who's like twenty nine and under. It's like she put these on there so she could get invited to more parties. Look at how much fun I am at, a, at, at any sort of get-together. Yeah, but I, I think it's only at the time being looked at by her friends. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So it's all funny in that context. But here's what you don't realize. It's like you've taken your, your photo book, right, that you would normally have had like in your bedroom, and you've put it out next to your mailbox. So anybody going by can flip through. 
Oh, there's her pictures in a bikini. There she is drunk with two different fucking guys. That's what they don't fucking get. That these pictures now belong to everybody, um, not just you. Here's Rich. Rich, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. Ronnie Fez, he love you both. You know, this guy should be man of the year, honestly. You know, if anyone has seen any amount of that show, which I've never watched, I've just watched the YouTube of him being fucking emasculated on every single show. God bless him for saying, you know what? You know, bye, honey. Here, you can take care of the eight kids. I'm on my way with the little 22-year-old that I'm begging. I mean, God bless this guy. Really? Well, I think this is part of it, that he had to hear over and over and over, this bitch treats you like shit uh-huh. from strangers. And I think if they never would have had a show, he wouldn't have known that. Right. He would have just lived his life, take the trash out, he takes the trash out, clean up the shit, he cleans up the shit. But now, after doing those things, he's walking down the street, and people are going, you're like a bitch over there, huh? And he's like, what do you mean? Hey, and people start to explain it. You got a smacker in the side of the fucking head. But also, if he didn't do the show, he wouldn't, have been, he, he wouldn't be getting the chicks that he's getting now. Um... Joe in Philly. Joe in Philly, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie, how you doing? No, uh, let me take this back. Dave, I agree with you 100% there. And The, yeah. the only reason why he's in this girl is because he's on TV and selling out the clothing lines, which Fez acts like he hates, but it's no real different. If you think fucking Tommy Hilfiger is sitting around every day drawing up fucking pictures and sewing, he's not. <laughs> he's just a brand, too. And why should his brand be any more fucking valuable than Keanu Reeves? Everybody is just a bullshit sellout these days. Joe, you're on Running Fest. Yeah, well, I'm just going to say that on Facebook, somebody can take your picture and just put it up there without you even knowing. The only way you'll know is if you have Facebook and they tag your name to it. Now, I dive out of the camera anytime I see it if I'm not with my girlfriend posing for a picture. It's like, I don't want to get my face up there. Something I don't have control over. Yeah, I'm sure Fez and I are in other people's Facebooks that we know nothing about. The point is well, this. Like when we're, you know, when we're taking pictures, if you don't, if you do the stupid picture that everybody wants, you know, uh-huh. let me act like I'm blowing you. And they think it's real funny and you're in a bar. Yeah, that's okay. But this thing now stays up on the <laughs> Internet forever. And you lose the context. Ten years can go by and people be like, back in those days, you just let guys blow you in bars, huh? <laughs> like, no, you don't understand. I was trying to be funny. It was one night. I'm not a whore. Well, also now, everybody is a photographer. If I remember going to parties, maybe there was one person with a camera. And that everyone hated. Right, but, but exactly. Now, but now it's a camera phone. Mm-hmm, yeah, so now every now you are with the paparazzi and they're your friends. All right, here is the most hated picture at any party. Um, Fez, can I get my picture with you? Yeah, sure. I grab you and put my phone in front of both of us. Right, yeah. So it's going to be the worst picture ever. Yeah, not only are we cheek to cheek so we fit in it, it's also so close up it's almost like uh, the fisheye cam. Well, yeah, you're looking up your gigantic nostrils. (laughs) Uh, Here is Chris. Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, I kind of agree with you about putting the pictures up online, but about 99% of the world, I'd have to say, probably I really have nothing to worry about because only their friends and family are seeing these pictures anyway, unless something happens like with this broad where she becomes famous overnight kind of. And then yeah, but also you forget that now corporations go looking for this, and this girl's pictures would make her unhirable. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She does not look like somebody that you want to be. Have She's all passed down into a fucking tree. She's smoking fucking pot. She looks like a mess who can't wait till it's fucking Friday. There is a reason why you get all dressed up for a job interview. You're lying to people about how your what what your cares are. Oh, what do I like? Oh, to me, the really interesting thing in life is marketing. Uh, that's all I care about. Instead of what you would be saying, I want to make some money so when Friday comes, I can get real fucked up with my friends. And have extra money for coke. Any possible employer for her would have to remove the potted plants from the office. Uh, here is Mark. Mark, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, boys. How you doing? Yeah. Quick question for you here. How does this fucking guy think he's going to make any money when the purchasers of kids' clothes are women, and women thinks this guy is the biggest scumbag in town for what he did to his wife? Uh, How's he going to make any money with that business plan? Well, first of all, he's going to make money because someone handed him money. Someone said, I'm going to give you some money to use your face. He's not going to sit there and count up as baby pants come back. In the same way as David Cassidy used to sell posters and lunchboxes, he doesn't give a shit. You sign your fucking name and likeness over, someone hands you a check, and then they either make a lot of money or they don't make a lot of money. You take your check and cash it. Now, do I agree with you that a lot of women think this guy is a scumbag? Yes. There's also a lot of women who think, I wish he was my little man. I'd be able to fucking push him around. Only I'd be nicer than the other bitch. They make up what other fucking stories they want to. Uh, here is uh, Don. Don, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, Fez nailed it. Um, the computer and the cell phone has made everybody a professional. Uh, everybody's a professional photographer now. Uh, you see so many small businesses that uh, used to hire a graphic designer to do their... Uh, to do their designing, and now it's like, well, I've got a computer, I can do it myself, and it just sucks. Yeah, it looks like they did it themselves, doesn't it? Uh, and you see that across the board now, that we, instead of becoming better, it's all kind of uh, gotten worse. Uh, Mike, Mike, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron, you know, a lot of people think that when they take something down from their Facebook page or their MySpace or whatever, it disappears, but that's not the case, because there are companies out there that are constantly saving the Internet, you know, and you can just, you can go to these companies and buy so-and-so's Facebook page for every single day that they've ever had it, you know, and there's, and really, when you say forever, it's forever. Yeah, it's definitely forever, and then you'll just see... Like, if you'll Google image things, sometimes you see uh, pictures of yourself pop up from fucking 10 years ago or more. Because somebody who had, like, a regular picture taken with you 10 fucking years ago decides to upload it today. <laughs> You're like, fuck, thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, here's uh, Bill. Bill, you're on the Run of Fez show. How you doing, boys? Yeah. Um, listen, I just wanted to touch on something you were just saying. Fez was talking about, you, you know, when, when you're doing a wedding and when you're taking pictures and there's a million people around you, they're all paparazzi now. I'm a professional photographer, and i got to tell you, 
everybody has a camera. They all line up next to me while I'm posing. They're all trying to take pictures at the same time. I got to tell people, wait till I'm done or do yours first, get it out of the way. But then the biggest problem is I get these brides that, that email me these photos from their friends and they ask if I can put them in the album next to my pictures. And they're absolutely the worst pictures. They're, they're, the lighting's awful. They look like shit. And then they want to put them in their album. And I got to play with these dope pictures that they've taken from their little point and shoots or their cell phone cameras and try to make them look halfway decent. And you're right. They just look like crap. And because everybody thinks that they're a professional now. And, and it's killing our business, too. It's killing the now, business. your business is as good as gone, my friend. You yeah, really ought to get yourself a garden rake and look into landscaping. Because the the point of we need a photographer for the wedding is going more and more to people's nephews. Yep. It's just fucking terrible. They're the videographers. They have the equipment. And here's what I hate, too. Go to a concert now. Oh, we're going to fucking do our encore. And you're trying to watch, as you see, fucking 2,000 camera phones trying to fucking twidio the event. (laughs) Can I get that twidio in there? Why? It looks I like shit. It. Sounds like shit. I hate to go to any fucking YouTube page, think I'm going to get the song, and get someone's <laughs> bad fucking version of Ben Folds 5 fucking from the upper deck. With some guy off mic, like, yeah! Well, it's awesome! Yeah, you just hear this. <laughs> and he waits for the last time. You're like, shut Get me off this fucking page. I like a Twitio though, because it's a, it, it keeps the, the 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 memory that you had, you know, fresh. You can go back to the internet and look, remember that yeah, little day. I like the Twitio of you, not even knowing fucking Paul McCartney walked out on the stage. <laughs> you were the last person in Shay to get the fact that Paul McCartney was there. <laughs> you were bad, and your shitty seats. I could tell. I'm watching a Twitio. Uh, here is um, here's Josh. Josh, you're on the Run of Fez show. Josh from Delaware. What's up, buddies? Um, got a quick one for you. Just listening to you guys talk about, uh, you know, all the, you know, different, uh, the way people want to be celebrities these days. Everybody wants to be rich and famous with their Facebook and yada, yada. Do you think that uh, pretty much that we've kind of ruined or changed the American dream? It's not about having just a, a nice uh, picket fence with a nice family. It's more about just being a celebrity and being rich and getting your face out there. Well, Let's just use this John and Kate guy. At one time, he thought he found everything he wanted. Mm-hmm. A wife and kids. Now, do you pick that versus money, dope, young chicks? Which do you pick? Because <laughs> let me tell you, most guys that are sitting there with their wife and kids living that life, they don't have a fucking choice. You know what I mean? <laughs> For them, they're like... Well, I've got everything I ever wanted. Really? Because no one's ever... The devil hasn't put that temptation fucking plate in front of you. The way a lot of fucking famous guys, a lot of ball players have to deal with. Where no one can understand. Let everybody else get tempted. Let everybody take the fucking opportunity to think. Do you want the old American dream or the new American dream? Where you sell your soul directly to the devil, you chop it in lines, and then you snort it. And then fucking come back and tell me how moral you are. A lot of guys learn this in Washington. They're regular fucking guys. Then they finally get they, they get a gig, they go to Washington, have a little power. Now women want to blow them. How come? 
Saw you on TV, read about you in the newspaper. Really? <laughs> Boom. Everything's fucking gone. Everything that they ever thought they wanted. And then they do that crying thing. I fucked up. I'll change. I fucked up so bad. I like somebody just step up and go like this. You get offered to get blown? Anyone ever fucking try to hand you coke at a party? No, it doesn't happen. So you can't fucking judge me. Um, here's uh, Dustin. Dustin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, boys. I just wanted to see how long do you think till uh, Johnson's the compound with Anthony banging 18-year-olds and popping off around to the range with him? Look, let me tell you something. This fucking John and Kate kid goes to the compound. He don't make it one night. He's floating in the fucking pool. <laughs> He would never be able to hang in that fucking place. Uh, here is here's Manny in New Jersey. Manny. Hey, Ron and Fez. Uh, yeah, uh, Fez just mentioned uh, people are going more towards videographers. That's what I do for a living, and I've always said for years, pretty soon people are just going to get smart and notice that the cameras are much better and not those big old Mamiya, you know, uh, three-quarter-inch uh, cameras. You know, it's videography is completely different ball game. You're making a little movie and people are hiring their nephews. I did three weddings this year already where there was no professional photographer standing next to me. Is that right? Yeah. It's uh, video is still, you know, uh, a more highly in demand because you're making a movie. It's a low light situation. People can use their little palm cameras. It always looked like crap photography. Those, I mean, most professional photographers have digital cameras now. And well, here's the point. Dave, you, you had uh, a video of your wedding done, right? I did. You ever go back and watch it? No. Exactly. <laughs> and any video that I ever shot or have been in in my life is thrown under a fucking hat box in a closet somewhere. It's the worst. It's fucking wasted. I remember shooting this video of the Grand Canyon, and I thought, like, oh, this is great. I like, I, I feel like a little Spielberg. These are cliffs, and I haven't seen it since. This I went is, back and watched it. See, here's the problem, too. When you're at the Grand Canyon and you're videoing, you're literally missing the fucking Grand Canyon. Yeah. All right? And we are all showing up at, let's say, the 4th of July. The fucking fireworks are going off, but instead of standing there spearing the fireworks, you're looking through a little TV screen, and it's basically like watching fireworks on TV. <laughs> we are turning our entire fucking existence into constant TV. Well, and when someone shares a photo like that, the first sentence is, I don't know if you can see it, but there's the fireworks. The uh, Speaking of which, uh, Dave, did you like the guy who... Help you uh, move your, uh, on the 4th of July, the guy who helped you uh, move your stroller down a couple? Angel. Yeah. The man was an angel. And yet you didn't have any time for him. You wouldn't let him watch the fire. <laughs> he fled the scene. He, like got, he, he sent cried. me an email and said, uh, no, he goes out of his way. Yeah, to help. How would I know about it? goes out of his way to help you, and then you got no time to watch the fireworks with him. I was very much not like that. I, I actually pointed out, I said, we're going down to the beach. We went to Asbury Park. I said, we're going down to the beach. We're going to watch the fireworks from the beach. That's what I meant by, you know, he come felt join he us. the brush off. I was not. I thanked him profusely. And I, I watched the... <laughs> I said, thank you, thank you. That, this, you were an angel. And I, I you watched, said that to another man? I did. I did. And I watched the fireworks, and I had a great time. In Asbury Park, didn't know that Pepper Hicks was about across the street from me the entire time. What were you doing in Asbury Park? <laughs> that's Stone Pony. 
Stone Pony, what year is this? 76, baby. Is that the Mo Show, baby? At the Mo Show, <laughs> rocking and rolling, but he didn't even have. We're a- having a party. He didn't even. Uh, he didn't tell me. Um, I'm watching the fireworks. The fireworks end at 10:30, and he texts me. No, he calls me up and says, "Dave, I'm here at the Stone Pony. Let's hang out." And I'm like, "Oh man, you didn't give me a heads up." Maybe I- he didn't want to help with the giant stroller. I think I also offered we could find drugs in the crowd. He was yelling at me to go hang out, and I go, Pepper, I have two kids now. But it was just the funniest thing. He's like, but he, he, he comes all the way down from Astoria, Queens to Asbury Park, New Jersey, and doesn't give me any heads up at all. And the silliest moment of my entire life. Would you, were you like Fred Flintstone, where you wanted to go over there Absolutely. with the kids, push their <laughs> was, fucking cart in front of the stone pony, and go in a party? I was that close away. <laughs> um... Here is uh, Michael in Connecticut. Michael, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. How you doing? Good. Yeah, I, I'm that guy. I mean, you know, I, uh, you know, I have kids, and and I'm I, I need to man the the camera, and I never get to see any of the any of the stuff, the birthday party, everything. It's just uh, I miss it because I'm you know using the video camera. Um. Yeah. You you got to stop and just everybody. Guess what? Life goes by fast. Stop trying to capture it. Just fucking be there. Well, that's what's so great about Twitios. They're so short that then the rest of the day you can dedicate to capturing it live in person with your own eyes. Uh, here is Matt. Matt, you're on the Run and Fez show. Whoops, let me try again. Go ahead, Matt. You're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. How you doing? Good, buddy. I think that we've... Everybody's trying to be that celebrity, and we create these crappy celebrities. These you have your top tier, but now we've got the guy from Did Chocolate Rain. He's would he have ever been a celebrity in any other time in history? Well, you know, I mean, there's always been the Tiny Tims and people like that, but now I think that they come and go so much quicker. Uh, and there is something about the TV. You can't say they're not, that we all like to go, hey, there's that guy from the TV. <laughs> I've seen that guy on the TV, and now he's standing right there. And when you think about it, what could be dumber? There is no reason for, like, let's say, uh, Elizabeth Hasselbeck, for anyone to go, I saw Elizabeth Hasselbeck. She doesn't do anything <laughs> on TV when she's there. If you're at a party... And she wasn't on TV, and she was saying the same things. You would probably ignore her, but now if you say you're like, guess who I saw at the mall today? <laughs> Elizabeth Hasselbeck, who's got a line of children's fucking clothes, and mm-hmm. you know whatever it happens to be. She is literally the thing that she's done is got on TV. I remember when I was psyched to see Joe from Real World Miami's girlfriend, who wasn't even the cast member of the show. She was just some floozy who was on maybe one, two episodes at the most. And I saw her in New York and was like, that's Joe from Real World Miami's Girlfriend. It's the best day of my life. Here's uh, Wes in Texas. You're on Fez. Hey, hey, what's going on, Mr. B? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't mean to take it back to a place that y'all have already gone from, but talking about Facebook, man, when I was in high school last year, uh, a lot of the coaches, kind of a small Texas football town, they would all go on Facebook all the time looking through albums trying to catch kids with <clears throat> red party cups in their hands, you know? Yeah. And then they would suspend them. They would call them in, 
and get the kids to admit it and then suspend them from the games. So dumb. You know, uh, all kids should think this. I quit. Uh, <laughs> whenever they would bring that up to you, um, you know, whenever any coaches would talk to me about sacrifice, I'd be like this. Uh-uh. I don't want to sacrifice anything. I just really want to play in the game. <laughs> Are you willing to give yourself over this team? No. No, I'm not. I like to show up and play in the games. Uh, but other than that, I really don't have a lot more. No, they're more fun. I mean, come on. Are you willing to give 100%? No. No, no, no. I have family and friends. I'm going to give you about 5 to maybe 11%. Depending on whether we got a game or whether it's practice. That's six to eighty nine percent off. Yeah. Well I don't have everything for you. Uh here is um um here's Frank in Syracuse. Frank. Hey, how you doing, Ronnie? Good buddy. Hey, some videos are good because my sister lives in Switzerland, you know, and I got two young nieces when I'm the godfather of one of them. And uh so she sends me the video t- uh the videos of their course concerts and shit you know so some of them are good it's not that bad now i mean they live in switzerland let me know yeah. when they're coming back in the states because i got a guy yes. from germany <laughs> i want him to give me some how big are the kids uh three and four old enough to rat hole perfect <laughs> i got you know what here's beauty you're gonna make a little money yourself <laughs> everybody's gonna get paid on this one i'll tell you the last thing i want to do uh because um is any of my nieces and nephews singing or acting? Because none of them can. <laughs> and, and none of the mothers know it. And the point is, if they send me a video, and they have, if I got invited there, I put my shades down and close my eyes. <laughs> so what do you think I'm going to do with that fucking video? Uh, when I get sure. to college, did you watch the video? Yeah. It was great. They were singing away. Do you see how cute she looked? Really fucking cute. Really great. They really take that much time off to watch wanna, the they, video? They have no talent. They're fucking talentless, these kids. <laughs> they, they have room to grow. You know, they're kids. Yeah, well, you when they it. grow and they get some skills, I'll give it a fucking watch. <laughs> well, but, but imagine how special you'd feel when you know that you saw them at three and now they're like Brad Pitt or whatever. Yeah, I'll wait until they're Brad Pitt. <laughs> when they're Brad Pitt, I'll say, well, and guess what? Ladder Brad Pitt. That's when I really want to start watching because the early Brad Pitt really stops. <laughs> when they start working with Tarantino. <laughs> No, this is his first Tarantino movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Well, he he acted in one that Tarantino wrote. Let's not fucking True forget that. I know you count. You know, to you it doesn't count. I think it's maybe his strongest fucking script. I really do. Yeah. All right, we're gonna break here. Uh, Fez, what do you want to talk about when we get back from the old break? Uh, when we come back, Latoya Jackson has some. Uh, Let's miss Jackson if you're nasty. <laughs> she has some uh, quite strong language about her brother Michael's death. She said he was an N. It's the Ron and Fez show. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. What are we going to do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? It's the Ron and Fez show. Eight six six run zero fez, eight six six run zero fez. Uh, fez, this is out uh, right now. Uh, TripAdvisor has put some stuff out for summer etiquette. Summer etiquette. Most of this is uh, beach and pool thing. Fifty three percent of people who travel admit that they find it acceptable 
to urinate in the ocean if other swimmers are not near. So if you've out, you got the ocean to yourself, let yourself pee just a little bit. No, couldn't do it. No. No, it's it's still out it's still all out there. Someone is some kid is gonna come running into the beach any moment. You may have it to yourself for a second, but you're not going to keep it to yourself. What do you mean he's going to come running into the beach? Like a, a kid will come running into the water. You're basically peeing on a kid. Yeah, and uh, what lives in the ocean? Uh, fish. And what do fish do? They piss, they shit, they fuck. You're not in a pool. You're in the ocean. Anyone who gets out of the ocean walks across the beach, stands in line at the boardwalk to take a piss, is there's something fucking mentally wrong with him. Not not even just a smuck. This is a fucking retard who would walk 400 yards to take a piss when you could just piss there in the ocean. It's insane. And I've uh, swum in the ocean. I hit a warm spot, and it feels fantastic. Oh, I hate the warm spot. Um... This is kind of funny. 84% of travelers say that people should not be allowed to save beachside or poolside chairs by getting up early and leaving all, all their stuff on chairs for hours. Um, I agree with that. So the chairs should be, if you get up to go swimming, you could lose your chair that moment. No, no, I think it's there. I don't think if you're there and you're using the chair... And, you know, if you're in the pool, yes, you're, you're getting out and you're still using that chair. That's fine. But not to just get there and lay stuff out and, you know, come back later for it. I feel like uh, if you leave your stuff and you're not there mm -hmm. and it gets stolen, that's, that's your fuck up. But the point is, you have a chair. Either the chair is either totally open all the time or whoever leaves their shit there, leaves their shit there. You really can't... When are these people supposed to say, it's no longer my chair? If they're in the water for 45 minutes? Can they go out to lunch? What's the fucking call here? I think if you leave the pool area, you're forfeiting your chair, whether your stuff's on it or not. He, well, who's going to know? That's the fucking problem. Uh, this is something, to me, by the way, the poolside chair is something old ladies fucking worry about. I really don't think a man should care whether he has the poolside chair. If you're not in the water and you're not tanning, get the fuck out. Uh, Bruce in Wisconsin, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Fez. Yeah. Hey, I got a uh, comment on your, you know, urinating in the ocean. I grew up in California. When we go surfing, you're out in the middle of the ocean. You got to go. You got to go to the bathroom. You drop a deuce out in the ocean while you're out. So you ain't coming in. Uh, surfers are not coming in under any circumstances. No. There's yeah. nothing you can do about this. And again, whales shit in the ocean. You're in the fucking ocean. It's already, uh, disgusting. Uh, Alex, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, what up? Hey, uh, you ever been out to surfing some cold water in a wetsuit? Can't even bother taking that off the pee. Uh, that's up to uh, them. If they want to piss in their own suit. It's really, uh, it's really got nothing to do with the rest of us. Is that going to fill up like a water balloon, or will it leak out? Uh, Fezzi, uh, 37% of travelers rarely shower before going into the pool. 14% admit to never washing off before hitting the pool. All right, you have to hit a shower before you go into the pool. Now, 
you act like I've never been on the fucking road with you. I've seen you dive into a pool <laughs> fucking dry. And I think most people have done it. And you're not so fucking filthy as everyone's letting on. When you have a pool at your house, people aren't showering before they dive in. It's fucking made. This is made up false fucking hysteria and i'm calling bullshit on you because i've seen you do it all right maybe i but i if i did it i was wrong and i should have showered well, why don't you say that on the air you know what i'm wrong all the time i but i don't shower before i go in the pool and i've seen you a million times and you've never fucking showered it's the same way of you know people do you want a hairnet on your chef yes, yes or no yes now most of the meals you've eaten in your life has been at your mom's house. You ever see your mom put on a fucking hairnet? Not going to happen. People say they want things, but when they're at uh, at fucking home, uh, they're not going to do it. And the reason why you don't take a shower before you dive in a pool, I want you to take the shower. Why dive in the pool? You're already fucking cooled down. It's almost like getting a hand job before you fuck. What's the, what's the point of this? I already came. I don't need to fucking dive in anymore. Um, here's 24% of travelers thinks that it violates beach and pool etiquette for women to wear revealing bikinis. Uh, one fourth of people think, hey, a woman in a bikini goes too far. I disagree with that. That's what people are at the beach for. They want they want the tans. I mean, if you're going to the beach, you're going to see people in swimwear. Yeah, but let's be honest. They're not complaining about seeing beautiful people in swimwear. They're they're be, uh, bitching about seeing someone's great grandma in a fucking g string. Now, my own grandmother, every year at the beach, she got rid of those fucking shoulder straps, and the bathing suit just red rested on the end of her nipples from uh, June first to Labor Day, while she sat and drank. Uh, fucking whiskeys and waters I'm going like this. Run up to the house and take care of this. And if you put seven up in it, I'm gonna slap you with it. You're trying to you're trying to rot my mom's teeth out. Whiskey, water, nothing else. So I understand where people are coming from there uh -huh. because here's 35 percent of travelers who think it's bad etiquette for men to wear speedos. I'm shocked. That that number is that low. Because I've been, uh, down in Florida, you get a lot of Europeans. And I will hear people go, oh my God, as a fucking man is walking by with his nut smugglers. Now with a woman, it doesn't care what she act looks like. Uh, it could be a disgusting woman in a bikini, nobody says a word. An attractive man in a Speedo still pisses off a lot of fucking people. They don't want to think... That men have gonads. They want to keep that a mystery. They don't want to see his little mushroom cap as he's coming out of the water. If you shouldn't see that stuff there, then the swimwear should be outlawed. It shouldn't be sold in the first place. But to me, that's every bit as much of going to the beach as uh, people pissing in the, in the ocean. What? 
If you're grossed out by one thing, you know it's it's all right, it's but, good with the bad. But right, but you that's, you can imagine people don't want to see a lot of hairy backs, right? And yet it's a natural thing in life to have a hairy back. But people are going to go, please, do you have to be down here? You're going to hear this. Uh, here's uh, Tony in Wisconsin. Hey, I wear a speedo all the time. It's bullshit to have any. It's just they're just comfortable. That's it. I'm not a big hairy back fucking guy. I'm just. I take care of my body. I just, I don't give a shit. I don't care what people think. Now, Tony, let's give you this. Why do you wear the Speedo? Comfort. That's it. I never now, is it comfort or you want, to see, want people to see your ball outline? What's that? Do you, do you get off a little bit that women can see the outline of your penis? Don't really care. Married, got two kids. I'm clipped. I'm good to go for life. Your point is, it's the most comfortable thing to wear, more comfortable than a pair of swim shorts. Yep, because when, when you get out of the water with swim shorts, they stick to you, they cling to you, they're all over, you don't know what to do. Put a Speedo on, give, who gives a shit? I, I will tell you this. I've uh, I've worn swim shorts and never had to wrestle with it. It just seemed like something. But I, I can get, I, I, I believe what he's saying, and yet I will also say it's offensive to some people. Your point is, Fez, don't go to the beach then. Right, yeah. No matter who you are, let the people at the beach reveal themselves in the way that they're most comfortable. Right. As long as it's legal swimwear, yes. Let them, re you know, re if it's, uh, you know, not a nude beach and breasts are being bared, I can understand the complaint. But if it's not... Well, breasts are being bared at every fucking beach that you go to. Men's. Uh, mm -hmm. And if, if, you, if you can understand that some people would find women's breasts offensive, why wouldn't you think that... Some people would find men's breasts offensive. So really, why limit women to wearing that if they don't want to? Again, you're not forcing them to. But if people don't want to, why should they have to? Um, here in Central Park, no one makes a big deal about it. You Women can be topless. I've seen it. Uh, I've celebrated it from time to time. I saw a woman totally nude in fucking Central Park. Sunbathing. Everybody left her alone. Um, and I just said, I'm just going to stand here for five minutes. You might feel something wet on your feet, and then I'm out. Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Brian. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, hey, you know, uh, I work construction, and, uh, you know, it's nothing for me to come home covered in sawdust and chalk and drop in the pool. I thought uh, I thought that's what the filter was for. Um. The filter, I believe, takes a while, and I don't know if it's, as the sawdust floats on top of the pool water, I don't know how quickly the filter is cleaning it out. Uh, here, this is from our own Lily. Simply put, I've peed in every body of water I've ever been in. Pulling down pants to pee is lame. So she won't even pull it to the side. She pisses herself. And it sounds like she's pissed in every tub or shower she's been in. And I'm going to say quite a few sinks. Mm -hmm. So she disagrees with you, Fez. I, I got to agree that I think you're insane to go back to a hotel room to take a piss. Um, here is um, uh, Xavier. Xavier, you're on the Run of Fez show. Buddies. Yes. Just got back from Cancun, man. It's, it's a double-edged sword wearing the Speedos. You see these slick Mexican dudes walking around cut like motherfuckers. Packing absolutely nothing, man. Why would you go up to chick, showing off your your quads, your tri, whatever the fuck, and then having nothing? I'd rather be a big ass fucking 
slob and then be packing something, you know. Well, here's, you know, the other point to that, too, is you'd have to explain cold water. Cold water, everybody. This is cold water. Uh, don't blame me. This is cold water. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. What is the uh, story you wanted to bring up to us, Fez? Oh, Latoya Jackson. Uh, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Speaking with a British tabloid reporter, and she know, claims she claims Michael was murdered, that he was intentionally shot up with drugs with my hangers-on to try to get a part of his fortune. I don't find it that disbelievable. Uh, normally, when you have the king... The people feeding him are not his enemies, but his friends. But as a hanger-on, aren't you more valuable alive to them where the gravy train could keep running? It really depends. Maybe that person wasn't getting... Maybe that person knew where some money was. Maybe that person uh, also was planning on selling a story, and uh, that would become a lot more valuable after. There is... I would... If I'm the fucking police... I looked at everybody who was around that fucking odd little boy. I would look at everybody. I really don't find it that fucking uh, much of a mystery that crazy Latoya Jackson could be right about this. Latoya actually sold this interview to the British tabloid, so she's actually one of the people that she's accusing. All of them are. Every one of the Jacksons has made money off of Michael. But if he's a junkie... You think he was shooting himself up? Do you think he was going to the drugstore to cop? Do you think he was laying his fucking dope out in the fucking d daytime? I don't think so at all. All right, we got to get uh, moving here. On our way to doing Unmasked right now with uh, Tom Arnold. So we're going to best of the last hour. So also, uh, here's also uh, something before we go, is Uncle Inky. His birthday is this weekend, so there's going to be a party this Saturday at Pete's Pub in Boston at 10 p.m. on Blackstone Street. Happy birthday for Uncle Inky. Take care, everybody.